So for you, it's been a week, but for us, it's been about 20 fucking minutes. Um, Hello from the past. Mm-hmm. I am full of energy drinks. Uh, this is the Low Life <laughs> Podcast. I am Coin Ops McGillicuddy, um, also known as... Um, oh, fuck, who am I? <laughs> we just said... <laughs> I am here with Shadow Link. Hi. And uh, Scum. Hello. And uh, it, it is, uh, it is, uh, the reason we're doing this this week is because this is going to go for a minute. It's going to be longer than it would have been uh, acceptable to include in the last episode. So, yeah. Uh, it, it's a story time with coin ops. Um, <laughs> basically, uh, before I get into like the main subject, I need to talk about Doris Fleischman. Okay. Um, okay. She was, she was this uh, woman who was born to a Jewish family in New York City, New York, on July 18th, 1891. Uh, she was the daughter of attorney Samuel Fleischman and Harriet Rosenthal Fleischman. She was one of three children and the niece of neurologist Sigmund Freud through huh. her marriage to our subject, Edward L. Bernays. So uh, she's a badass. And it would be like a, in, an injustice to not mention her at all, given the larger story like of, that I'll we'll be telling next um, in 1919, like she was basically hired, uh, as a writer by her childhood friend, Edward Bernays. And this is adorable. Like she's, she's like known him her whole life. And then he hires her as a writer and then, uh, they get married in 1922, like three oh, years yeah. later. Yeah. So, um, immediately after the wedding, she signed into the Waldorf Astoria hotel using her maiden name. Mm-hmm. This was considered extremely unusual. And the story made headlines the next morning. <laughs> She also traveled to Europe and before doing so had a passport issued to her under her maiden name. She was the first American woman to do so. Oh, yeah. I love like that's so weird to us now. But like at the time, it's like you think about it. Well, you think about it. Women weren't able to have like their own bank accounts till like the 70s. Yeah. I was alive for a few years. People still send out letters that say. Uh, that are addressed to Mrs. and Mr. and Mr. Mrs. Mrs. So and so, yeah, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Then the male name. So right. I mean, it's fucking the it's the fucking patriarchy. But well, yeah, and that's kind of why I wanted to talk about her first because it like her presence affects later things in ways that like wouldn't be obvious if you didn't know this. Yeah. Um, so like, so she she basically uh, was the first woman to report on a boxing match. Um, <laughs> she. She wrote it for the New York Tribune, where she like used her writing to empower women. Uh, some of the topics she addressed on the women's page include cooking, fashion, women at home, women in the workplace, women at war, and efforts in the feminist movement and women's suffrage movement. Huh. Uh, yeah, she's kind of a badass. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, she was the first hire by Bernays as a staff writer in the firm known as Edward L. Bernays, Council on Public Relations. 
Some of her duties included drafting articles and news releases. They also worked together on campaigns to promote anything from oil sales to presidential candidates. You know, because it's kind of like a proto-ad agency, you know, like, it, we'll get into that. Anyway, she became an equal partner within the firm. Nice. So, which is like crazy shit. That's like yeah. crazy shit for the yeah. time. Like, it's yeah, she, absolutely. Like really tip of the spear with her, you know, like, yeah, really she's some badass like, stuff. I mean, you want to talk about breaking glass ceilings, like. She just showed up with a fucking hammer. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> never slowed down. And it was just like, oh, wow, this is incredible. Yeah. So, uh, in 1927, she joined the Women Woman Pays Club. It was a club uh, created by a group of women in 1919 with the purpose of mocking a well-known men's club in New York. <laughs> so <they> just... <laughs> I need this movie to be made. Like, this is fucking wicked. Uh, just made anyway. a women's club to, like, troll a men's club. That's great. Yeah. She published uh, uh, in uh, her own books and journals and stuff. Like, in 1928, she did An Outline of Careers for Women, A Practical Guide to Achievement, which detailed career options available for young women and encouraged them to pursue them. Hell yeah. That's um, awesome. And then uh, starting with her essay notes of a retiring feminist uh, published in the American Mercury in 1949, she began to use her married name, Doris Fleischman Bernays, professionally. So, like, she's a real badass. Uh, she did tons of stuff. And, like, you know, th this is just from, like, the Wikipedia page. So this, this is definitely someone I'm going to be getting a book on at some point and doing yeah. a deeper dive. Yeah. Uh, because she sounds fucking fascinating. Yeah. But, uh, but her hubby... It was this fella who is, you know, like the nephew of Sigmund Freud. His name is Edward Bernays. He was born November 22nd, 1891. Uh, he's known as the father of public relations. Oh, boy. Mm. Yeah. He is considered one of the 100 most influential Americans of the 20th century by Life magazine. I would put him probably in the top five, yeah. um, even if you don't know his name. Like, uh, this oh, fucker I have, I have a feeling. did some... Yeah, like, he's best known for... Uh, <laughs> Torches of Freedom. Okay. A that, that, is. Sounds, that sounds like a fucking, I don't know, just... Okay. Mm -hmm. Yep. Nope. Yeah. It's a... It's uh, very rah-rah to me. Oh, I'm going I'm to I'm throw you around the room with this one. Like this, <laughs> you're you're, gonna, you're, you're in for a roller coaster ride of fucking emotions here. Um, okay. It's a 1929 campaign. This is Torches of Freedom. It's a 1929 campaign to promote female smoking. <laughs> <laughs> And, like, the way that it worked was, um, see, Lucky Strike basically wanted to be known as, like, a woman's cigarette. Because, like, even at the height of smoking, only about maybe 30% of the population, or, like, 30% of women were smokers. Um, it's a much higher percentage of men. And um, back then, not only was it, like, it was considered to be, you know, unladylike, as it were. It was a thing that was, quote, not done. So, like, if women did smoke, they weren't allowed to do it in public. They had to do it at home. And then they had to have, like, a separate chamber in their home. And, like, it was just, like, all this stupid fucking patriarchy shit. Yeah, holy shit. So, this is shitty because smoking is bad. But in 1929, they didn't know that as much. Like, it was kind of more of a social thing. It, you know, the context of this was more about, fuck you, I can do it too. Yeah. It's weird. But, at the same time, he's also known for his work for... For the United Fruit Company in the 1950s that was connected with the CIA orchestrated overthrow of the democratically elected government of Guatemala in 1954. Okay, so, you, you know, yeah, okay. <laughs> so I'm going right to throw you around the room, like I said. So this, <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a lot happening with this fellow. Yeah, that's, um, a little, that's a little bit of whiplash right there. Yeah, what the it's fuck? It's a lot. 
Yeah, it's a lot. Well, I mean, he also campaigned, and this is where I think like Doris Fleischman's uh, major influence was in possibly with the cigarette thing, because, you know, fuck you, let me have a smoke. But also he uh, helped a campaign to eliminate the use of corsets, because if you don't know, uh, back in the day, it was very fashionable for women to absolutely just distort their bodies by cinching their rib cages to the point of a pin. And it caused all sorts of health problems, and it was just very unsightly and fucking dangerous and a terrible thing. And uh, Bernace was kind of behind the ending of that. Yeah. Um, He suggested other things instead of it. So, you know, this guy's a lot, okay? He's a lot. He's not all good, all bad. He's very complicated. And he did some really cool shit, too, like uh, in mainly publishing these books. But, like, he worked for Procter & Gamble for a while. He worked for GE. He worked for government agencies. Like uh, when they were trying to promote, um, I don't know if I get into this eventually. Yeah, I think I'm going to get into this later. Anyway, politicians, various nonprofits, you know, like he was, he was an ad guy. He, he sounds like a capitalist. Like, yeah, but more in than which, that. Well, like, in which that he would just kind of like rent himself out to whatever cause would uh, pay him well, enough. Yeah, he, was, he was figuring out now what people capitalize on. Or then he was figuring out then what people use to capitalize on your attention now causes yes. and like causes like, but he but he seemed like a really nice guy like he seemed like he was just like no this is how the mechanism works like let me show you how the mechanism works and this is you know how this exchange is supposed to work like yeah. he's being very workmanlike in a lot of his writing and it's it's appreciated because yeah. he has a lot of cool shit to say and there's also some really interesting things they say a lot about the times but like. He wrote, he wrote a bunch of books, but like, I'm only going to talk about like two of them very briefly. Uh, he has this one called crystallizing public opinion, which came out in 1923. Mm -hmm. It's perhaps the first book to define and explain the field of public relations. Now, Bernays considers, well, yes, but it's not, it's weird. Like I didn't, I never thought of it this way. And I've read this book before, but like now with a critical eye, I saw Mm -hmm. some shit that I didn't really see before. And Mm -hmm. he's. Like a like the membrane between marketing and the consumer, like public relations isn't like the in-house marketing team. He's mm-hmm. the guy that advises them, but he's also the guy that comes up with the language to tell me that like uh, I don't know, like Boba Fett is cool, you know. Like yeah. it's well, it's you know, it's interesting. It's very interesting. Anyway, so Bernays Bernays considers a quote public relations council as more than a press agent, as someone who can create a useful symbolic linkage among the masses. Hmm. All of this shit's going to sound sinister, but I want you to think of it uh, as, as kind of coming through from a guy who's, well, naive because he's just in that time. Like, yeah. this hasn't been really thought of. Like, marketing at this point had been, like, a bludgeon. It would be, like, this broadside sheet where it'd be, like, a finger pointing at you and be like, you, yeah. shave your yeah. beard and use this oil, pussy. <laughs> you know, like, it was very much like that, you know, yeah. like... Um, and, and he was more like uh, appropriate messages like should be crafted based on careful study of group psychology and disseminated by not merely reporting, but actually kind of creating news about it. Yeah. So it keeps you, you know, you get interested. He wants to hook you in so that you, hey, this is this product that's amazing. And, you know, here's some stuff about it. And here's an interesting way of me to talk about it. Yeah. So, hmm. You know, the, the various problems like Bernays solved uh, as a public relations council, though, uh, one is really cool. Like. He helped a hotel defeat a rumor that it was closing by publicly renewing the contract of their most famous, like, Mater D. Okay. <laughs> that's such a weird thing. <laughs> that's such a flex, actually. Like, yeah. that's that shuts that the fuck up because you yeah. ain't going to, like, you know, hire this guy back and give him a raise. You know what I mean? Like, it's 
but he, also, he he did a, this one's for me. Um, he sold bacon by asking a physician to conduct a survey confirming the dietary soundness of eating bacon for breakfast. Uh, so it's the reason we <laughs> bacon, bacon was not popular at the time. It was kind of considered like a low-born meat sort yeah, of thing. Like pork only is, ate it. Pork is right. terrible for you. That's, yeah, yeah. And this motherfucker was just like, "Nah, it's tasty," and he's not wrong. Um, but like, <laughs> I don't think it would exist to the degree it exists today if not for this campaign. Yeah, fuck, like, man. It, you know. Um, he resolved a Kansas. This is the one I was going to talk about. This is actually how he like did stuff for the government. Um, he resolved a Kansas labor shortage for wheat harvest by promoting the job through the War Department and Associated Press to soldiers returning from World War One and appealing in general like to businesses to hire soldiers. Huh. So, you know, dudes will come back and need some shit to do. And this is that whole like, you know, legend of Kahul and shit. Like, you know, they come back, they got to cool off here. Help us fucking pick this wheat. Huh. And, you know, we'll pay you for it. Right, that's, and that's more a than way we do now. Right now, keep in keep in mind he he considers all of this to be the term propaganda, but it had a different meaning for him. Like our meaning now is it's fucked up. Yeah, you know, yeah. like it's like propaganda. Well, that's bad. You know, like, but he this was to him it was the mechanism of this exchange between the person who needs to get some information out, whether it's like you know, the oh. War Department and you know the Associated Press, or if it's like you know, Saks Fifth Avenue and explain it to like the, what could be the market in a way that's like, yeah, this might be for you, hmm. you know? And, and it's really yeah. that simple, but there's the mechanism involved is fascinating um, yeah. because it's happening to me and you, everyone, us, us doing this right now is propaganda, yeah. you know, like <laughs> ostensibly because we're trying to advance an idea. It doesn't yeah. have to be a product or a service. Like it's just like an idea of things. Yeah. Um, anyway. So he, he invokes like the concept of stereotype described by Walter Lippmann, noting that stereotypes people already hold govern what new facts they will absorb. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. You know, makes like, interesting. It's, it's yeah. easier to like listen to stuff when you already have some kind of experience with it. You know what I mean? And you know, that experience will give you some hard, fast things so that you're not sitting there thinking step by step on all shit. You take shortcuts all the time. Everybody does. Yeah. You know what I mean, I don't, I don't even think of McDonald's anymore. I think of food units. <laughs> Wow, yeah. these dogs are going the fuck off out there. You hear that? Yeah. 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 Mail. Mail's coming. I don't care. Okay. Anyway, I'm going to just keep talking through it. They're fine. We're all fine. Everyone's You're not fine being here. How are you? We're all fine here. How are you? Yeah. How are you? <laughs> um, so he also cites Everett Dean Martin's 1920 book, uh, The Behavior of Crowds, discussing how herd mentality can exaggerate people's unconscious urges, lower inhibitions, heighten antagonism to other groups. Oh. Um, and yeah. educated people can display this mentality just as ignorant. Can. Oh, no. I know yeah. where this is going. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Can't, can't, mm. My next note is, uh, can't think of any modern examples of this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. That's uh, really yeah. on the nose, though, for like, when, when, did he, when was that written? This was 23. Wow. Wow. And he, he's citing a, a 1920s book. Jeez, so, that's... Like, um, it's, yeah, that's... It's, it's been a, over 100 years that we've been fucking ourselves. Like, uh... <laughs> yeah. Holy shit. Oh, I mean, yeah. you know, because back then, you still had motherfuckers rolling around, like, in the, you know, West, selling snake oil, like, just yeah. like today. You know sure. what I mean? But, like, the old school kind, where they just mixed, like, whatever liquor was at the bottom of their shit. And then, Literally yeah. snake oil. Like, right. they just squeezed a Hits snake. in a bottle. Yeah, right. exactly. <laughs> 
So because of like modern America's size and heterogeneity, people should uh, be targeted as members of interlapping groups. And at the time, there's like 120 million Americans. So he's considering that to be huge. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it is. Um, yeah. It's, mm-hmm. it's pretty fucking big. Yeah. So he says, uh, you know, and well, these are my notes. Like my thoughts on this are like, you know, think of the fans of some musician with like broad appeal. Okay. Hmm. This, this, those fans will come from a variety of like ethnic backgrounds, different economic classes, religions, et cetera, et cetera. But like they share that music. They can all come together over, I don't know, fucking we will rock you yeah you know what i mean yeah. like there's there's and it, it's like people who in a conversation would fucking hate each other and like break a pint glass over their head we'll get the fuck down to some queen oh yeah you know and of it's course. that's that's kind of what he's talking about you know what i mean it's not the direct line it's that weird place where like people put shit aside and they just go yeah this is awesome yeah And, uh, you know, highlighting the correct group identity for the purpose at hand is much more effective than trying to change the stance of that individual group. Interesting. Yeah. Where where is this going? So it's easier to, like, rally somebody around something else than try and, like, change the individuals. Yeah. So Bernays, the direct quote here is, uh, quote, the Public Relations Council must lift startling facts from his whole subject and present them as news. He must isolate ideas and develop them into events so that they can be more readily understood and so that they may claim attention as news. That's problematic right there. But that's new. That's the work. Like, that's the job. You know what I mean? And it's, he, and again, he's still kind of coming at this from uh, like a a angle of fair play. Yeah. Because we still have like fairness doctrines going on. Yeah. Like, like equal time and shit. He described what news, like, I know, man, that's basically what news is supposed to be. <laughs> right. And it was really mostly an honor system back then, but it was still done in, because you never wanted to be called like a cheater. Like well, that I was going to say there was a sense of like then. honor was still a thing back then, like dignity. Right. You know? yeah, like, reputation. And it was a, yes. and it was a bigger deal because like by the time that information, like pre-radio even, you know, cause they're still thinking of this in terms of like letters and like arriving at a home, like a, a town and going into the square and giving a stump speech and shit. Or like, you know, just stopping the train and, you know, going to the rail and being yeah. like, all right, vote for me because whatever, prohibition. Meh. And then like, you know, like we you advance and now radio is just happening. And literally like within this time, I'll get to it. I, I'm not, I don't want to get ahead of myself with that. But like, you know, media, broad mass media is, it's blown their fucking minds. Yeah. You know, you no longer had to have like that attention seeking a broadside, you know, glued to the wall of the saloon. Now you could just like have a radio show. Yeah. You yeah. could you could make a speech. You could tell people about it on uh, previous shows, advertise for it, and then literally thirty million people would be listening, huddled around, you know, at bars listening to a fucking radio. Yeah. You know, and it, it this was a new concept. Like this was fucking mind blowing. Um, you know, God, imagine you, just... you couldn't just shit post back then. You had to arrange a ton of shit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. God, imagine what a shit post back then would be like. <laughs> right. I imagine it would and, probably be something like that. That little article, uh, fucking about that that lady on the bicycle. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. By a dude. <laughs> She just. Yeah. What was it like? Uh, for, used, she's noticed her, her hands her, in a scientific way. 
she's noted for her athletic prowess. Yeah. <laughs> she, she used her fists in a scientific way, which is, uh, 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 Wojak's in for me, is, is, he reminded me too, it's the sweet science. That's what pugilism was known as. So like a scientific way was just boxing. And I was like, oh, fuck, I forgot about that. <laughs> so good on you, homie. Uh, that was great. Anyway, so I should point out that Bernays often stresses that the public relations counselor must supply, quote, truthful, accurate, and verifiable news, unquote, to remain in the journalist's good graces. And for uh, that matter, the audience. You know what I mean? Like, you don't yeah. want to be coming out saying shit like, uh, I don't know, the election was a fraud. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> news, well, news by way of William Henry Irwin is considered newsworthy because, one, we prefer to read about things we like. No lies detected. Two, our interest in news increases in direct ratio to our familiarity with its subject, its setting, and its dramatic persona. Yeah. And three, our interest in news increases in direct ratio to the general importance of the persons or activities which it affects. So they ain't got to go for you. They just go for the guy you like. So, you know, uh, like Norm MacDonald buys a Porsche. I'm going to pay attention. Because <laughs> uh, the odds on that happening now are less than zero. Anyway, so criticism of crystallizing public opinion in this book uh, comes from, there's this one really good one. It came from Professor Sue Curry Jansen. She argues that Bernays distorted Littman's work, Public Opinion. Quote Bernays systematically inverts Littman's critique into an apology for public relations by selectively and deceptively quoting him in support of positions that Littman clearly rejects. Interesting. Now, whereas Lippmann treated the stereotype as a sort of blind spot or obstacle to rational thinking, Bernays viewed it as a, quote, great aid to the Public Relations Council, despite being not necessarily truthful. There it is. That's, there uh, is. that's there the other thing, though, is like he's not wrong either still. No, like, he's oh, still yeah. not uh, wrong. Again, he's literally just talking about how it's done. He's not he's, like... Really he, he's essentially... It. He's like... He is essentially like... The people in in like the Manhattan Project who are just tinkering around with the laws of science, and then they just you know end up making (laughs) it's it's this bomb that changes fucking everything. Well, that that's exactly the the point is is that like you know marketing, advertising, public relations, all of these things shape our fucking reality. Yeah, and it's like literally the most influential, um, useful, and dangerous thing, and we never talk about it. We're just like, well. This I is like what that I mean. ad with Martha Stewart and Snoop Dogg doing the lighters. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? But we don't we don't think about the cunningness that went behind that. Yeah. Know, the filming of it and the fact that it is manipulative, but it is also a very clever and funny ad. You know, yeah. like we and this is we, why puts your brain in a fucked up place. Yeah. This is why I say that augmented reality has always kind of existed. Mm. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. This is this is the argument in favor of that one thousand percent. Yeah, true. You know, because, because it, you don't need I mean, to have you anyway. don't need to have a hologram projected on your eye in order to uh, have a distorted view of what is objective re- or consensus reality. I should say. Oh yeah, you were yeah. at war with uh, Eurasia. You've always been at war with Eurasia. Yeah, it's you know that's you know Orwell commenting on that was a thing that was happening even before. And we're yeah. going to kind of get into this a little bit. Like um, Jansen uh, also finds that this like crystallizing public opinion sometimes attributes quotations to Littman, which do not match the text of his public opinion at all. Like, um, so that's pretty fucked up. So now, now we're getting yeah. into the juicy juice. I read this book years ago. I read Propaganda by Edward Bernays. Okay. It, it was yeah. published in 1928. And um, 
I think it was referenced in like one of like Robert Anton Wilson's nonfiction books. That makes sense. And it, it caused me to seek it out. I was like, wow, this sounds like like the key to existence. Let me see what this is. And it <laughs> fucking ruined uh, everything for me. And I love it. <laughs> because like, like you're always going to be to some degree affected by like ads on various levels. But when you are able to pull yourself into being consciously aware of it. Yeah. You kind of get yourself a little buffer for a minute, but it's exhausting because it is relentless. Yep. yep. And, mm-hmm. you know, so I'm only going to cover a few chapters, my, really. My strategy on advertisements is always trying to pick apart the message that they're trying to do. And yeah, that is totally. that is yeah. the uh, exhausting part. Like well, Most of the time, it's just buy the thing. Yeah. Sometimes more than, more nefarious than that. But a lot of times it's just people trying to sell things to you and like... Like fucking greenwashing. I mean, like that's oh, 100%. yes, that's yes. a spot from a mile away. Yeah, or, or basically like the distance between a campaign promise versus they're in office. Yeah, yes, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Like Absolutely. it's that's it's all and it works every massaging. time. Like it, we even know it. It's like a joke where it's like, yeah, no, politicians always lie when they're getting hired. We like we know this. We keep. Well, I don't know. I don't know if we're there anymore. Are I we? Like we're, well, here, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I think that it's a very uncomfortable reality for a lot of people and that they're not paying attention to the fact that we have this proto fucking telepathy going on in social media where you're yeah. just like, people are just shitting their opinions off into the fucking world and it's causing people to rethink the way things work, but we're yeah. also getting instantaneous confirmation. Yeah. And so like when some bad news comes out, you can choose to accept it or deny it. And the people who choose to deny it just haven't seen it yet. And yeah. by that, I, it's a kind of like that myth of like, the tribe on the, the the coast that can't see the big ship, but they can see the longboat rowing to shore mm-hmm. because they don't have a frame of reference for it. And that's totally, yeah. just, that's not a thing, but like that metaphor works here. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's kind of like how nobody paid attention to crypto for like years. And then suddenly in the last few, it just blew up. And especially, you know, during the quarantine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because they ain't got shit else to do. Well, let me make the numbers go up, you know, mm-hmm. or whatever. So anyway, so pro- propaganda, 1928 book. Uh, chapter one is called Organizing Chaos. So um, <laughs> buckle up. Oh, boy. <laughs> nice long quote. This is the opening. Uh, the conscious and intelligent manipulation of the organized habits and opinions of the masses is an important element in democratic society. Those who manipulate this unseen mechanism of society constitute an invisible government, which is the true ruling power of our country. We are governed. Our minds are molded. Our tastes formed. Our ideas suggested largely by men we have never heard of. This is a logical result of the way in which our democratic society is organized. Vast numbers of human beings must cooperate in this manner if they are to live together as a smoothly functioning society. Hmm. Interesting. A lot to think about. Lot to yeah. Think about. Yeah. yeah. Really yeah. sounds sinister. Yes. You know, like everything here is going to sound sinister because we live in the future. Yeah. <laughs> so he, he goes on here like to suggest that like things are necessarily this way because of like only the, the tiniest fraction of the then 120 million U.S. population have access to the knowledge and position to do these things. You know what I mean? They have the platform. Yeah. It's not you can't just, I don't know, sit in your fucking basement with a laptop and sh- shit words into a microphone for a podcast that back then it was, it, it was an ordeal. You had to yeah. schedule time at a studio and then it was live. Yeah. There wasn't yeah, a lot no, of the, uh, there wasn't, media. there wasn't nearly as much mass media back then was a one way thing. And now 100%. that we've got yeah. the internet, it's two ways. It's, it's yes. two way communication. 
like instantaneous like three ways you got people yeah. that you've never ever fucking interacted with before in your life like yeah. jumping into your fucking comments to call you a douchebag yeah like it's it's well, incredible that question the future just, is phenomenal what you just said kind of reminds me of um the political work the leviathan where it's mm-hmm. almost like he's yeah. saying where it's like that must be where he got that line of thinking from it's the idea that like we have to all come together to basically participate in government because government is what we decide to to govern us because not having that is just chaos is man against man. It said like, right. you know, we're all against each other yeah. where we all basically just turn to cannibals. If we don't and, have and government, this isn't, like, yeah, and this is a, this is a, like, it's still living memory. Like the civil war is still living memory. Oh yeah. I didn't think about that. You know what I mean? yeah. And it's, it's like, uh, you know, it, it is, it's, it's kind of like this passive way of saying like, because they can, they must, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. we have the position, therefore we have a responsibility to this position. And they took it seriously. Yeah. Back like then. maintain not all of them, but like, it was definitely more accepted in, you know, polite society. If like your newspaper wasn't selling you bullshit, even though they had like almanac stuff and you know, yeah. story about like you know, Mr. Yeah. Fucking Cartley's cow or whatever. I don't know. I just made that name up. Anyway, yeah, yeah. Okay. Right. No, and I was just saying, it's like he's coming from a position of like we have to be informed, basically. Yeah, basically, yeah. Yeah, yeah. to participate in society to make the Leviathan. He, well, he recognizes that some people like have the information first and it's like incumbent upon them to relay that in a clear way that is like straightforward and truthful because he wants to advance society in this way. There is a lot of like, there is a lot of good faith that he is projecting onto the human race here. Um, Because it's like, it's uh, so altruistic. And when you put it like that and I'm like, Oh, sweet baby boy. It's not how that's actually literally have, there's a note coming forward where I just say, Oh, bud. (laughs) (laughs) So, so he says, uh, like a little bit later in the book, he's like, quote, in theory, every citizen makes up uh, his mind. And all right. So there's a lot of his, he shit because that was the times. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let, let that exist as contextual, like uh, cultural, like fucking coloring for this, because didn't want to you know what i mean yeah yeah quote in theory every citizen makes up his mind on public questions and matters of private conduct in practice if all men had to study for themselves the abstruse economic political and ethical data involved in every question they would find it impossible to come to a conclusion about anything oh yeah absolutely right 100 100 percent. yeah i mean just Jesus data Christ. overload that's, that's yeah. what you're talking about although and I, I have like executive dysfunction you know what yeah. I mean? oh, yeah. <laughs> although i do you know what, I, what do you think i've been for the past year and a half like, <laughs> right yeah. yeah yeah but there is a virtue to be to like like i think it's uh it's just my weird agnosticism it's the idea of like you should know everything so you could figure <laughs> out your own shit yeah yeah so it's like it's I, also I can't, hard it, like, it is hard have, I like, do, they are yeah i don't i Similarly, being agnostic, I think that, uh, yeah, I think that, you know, you should pursue knowledge as much as you can, um, as much as you are. Limits? Yes. Like, I don't, I don't know shit about how to master audio. And that's why I use the automatic uh, audio mastering on this fucking website. Really, at the end end of the day, you know, your worldview is governed by your experiences. And a lot of people manipulate those experiences. Yeah, not everyone's, Um, not everyone's going to do like digest all of it some people just yeah. but you you just do the same thing like like uh, we'll we'll get to how this oh yeah like, no how this can't work too my, you know what I mean? my like, reality is uh is probably very averse to uh you know my grandmother's my grandmother lives in a town of 750 people and she, you know obviously she uh voted for trump because you know she wasn't able to see the world outside of her little town sure yeah, um, yeah. 
So I mean, you know, results being what they are. Yeah. But like, yeah. But I mean, he, he goes on to say, he's like, we have voluntarily agreed to let an invisible government uh, sift the data and high spot the outstanding issues so that our field of choice shall be narrowed to practical proportions. Yeah. It's not a not a great way to say it. You know, it's like, I mean, like, yeah. yeah, that's like the point of societal government. You know, I might not be interested in like sewage disposal beside, you know, flush turlet, make poop go bye bye. But like somebody <laughs> is. Yeah. Like, somebody cares. And I'm eternally thankful that they exist. You know, yeah. I'm more worried about like the day to day crap, you know, like yeah. not regional waste systems, you know, just like you know, wake up in the morning and like, how do I fuel myself to get through the next part of the day? And like, yeah. what, what are my chores? Like, what do I have to do? You know, he extends this idea to commerce, of course, because we thought we were talking about that, but we weren't. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, he's like, in theory, everybody buys the best and cheapest commodities offered match on the market. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sure. In practice, if everyone went around pricing and chemically testing before purchasing the dozens of soaps or fabrics or brands of bread, which are for sale, economic life would become hopelessly jammed. And that's great because back in his day, they were putting like radium and shit. So oh, yeah. it's like he's oh. right. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you would just find out like half the things you're buying are either killing you or are useless. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You find no, out. There's later. like, there's like no difference between certain like $10 bottles of wine and like a bottle of wine that's 300. Oh, sure. Right. Yeah. yeah no, it's just marketing. It's, a, it's just the buy palette. Right. No, it's like, you know, like the art world, you know, like a, any kind of speculating market, collector's yeah. markets, anything. It's all just a fucking grip, It's really unfair you know? too, like, that they charge extra for the radium in the wine. Yeah. <laughs> Well, well, hey, basically, how else you know, are you going to get superpowers? Well, you know, that's what <laughs> okay. he's doing here is that he's kind of like, he's basically like making a, an appeal to what we frequently refer to here on this podcast as marketing, you know, but he doesn't, he doesn't stop there. Yeah. Like he continues, quote, to avoid such confusion, society consents to have its choice narrowed to ideas and objects brought to its attention through propaganda of all kinds. He notes, there is consequently a vast and continuous effort going on to capture our minds in the interest of some policy or commodity or idea. And this is just how it is, man. Like, yeah, I don't want to see every piece of user created com content. I want to see the good ones that are worth yeah. my fucking time. Because 90% of everything is shit. Thank you. Yes. Because, yeah, that, you know, that we, also we are strong to... believers of this law, you know, Sturgeon's law here. Yeah, but know? here's like, the thing. That also applies to, like, policy like political it applies policy. to everything yeah, yeah it applies yeah. to literally everything no. where it's like yeah. if, if it's not interesting to you you're not going to listen about it like right until it's personally like you know fucking you into the ground exactly you know? i mean well like that's honestly our that's inability to see beyond our own experience is like the most damaging thing yeah. to like our constant society right oh, now. Yeah. oh yeah well it's it's like with george floyd like i mean i, mm -hmm. I knew about the the shootings beforehand uh you know back in 2012 um mm -hmm. with george zimmerman and everything um but right right I was living in a small town with like no African American population at that point. Sure. So yeah. nobody was, I was like, this is terrible, but it's like, there's not anything I can do about it. And then yeah. this comes out. Well, uh, George Floyd, th that uh, story breaks and it's man. And that just, Oof, that was <laughs> well. It, it, that that was an instance of the inverse of kind of like this whole idea of top-down advertising or public relations. Yeah, it was. This is how something can start from the bottom up. Is the way, like, say, uh, BLM organized. Yeah. Um. You know, we'll, we'll get it. I like. You know, he he suggested like it might be better to have instead of propaganda and special pleading, 
Committees of wise men who would choose our rulers, dictate our conduct, private and public, and decide upon the best types of clothes for us to wear and the best kinds of foods to eat. I also, next note is pause for laughter. Yeah, like, uh, wait, wait, wait. So, so yeah. is he proposing secret masters for everything? Like, yeah, well, uh, I mean, he, the way I think what he's getting at isn't great. No, um, he's definitely yeah. saying something like, nah, maybe we should have, like, it would smooth things out even further than they are now. But he goes yeah, on to say, he's like, talking like a lot of Illuminati's style yeah, no, shit here. A lot of that it's, conspiracy theory comes from this book. Oh, yeah, because yeah, it's like, like not even uh, just that, because it's like he's what he's literally saying is marketers like the marketers will tell us what we want and what we like. And he's right. Yeah. yeah. And, well, you know what? We fucking do it to ourselves anyway. Yeah. Because yeah. like, you know, people are getting on. They got their favorite fucking influencers on TikTok and they're like, well, I'm going to buy this weird, you know, plate washer because it does round plates. Whoops. It doesn't do square plates. Uh, you know, like th- this is where we're at with it because he goes on. He's like, but we have chosen the opposite method, <laughs> that of open competition. We must find a way to make free competition function with reasonable smoothness. He posits to achieve this society has consented to permit free competition to be organized by leadership and propaganda. Now I take issue with his use of the word consent because it implies the idea that it's a choice and it's not just like sort of the way things fucking turned out. It's not like we all showed up and voted for it. It was more like the inertia of society kind of did this thing around us. And we were just like, "Eh." yeah, I think that applies more for his time because it is your consent to buy the magazines, your consent to, you know, Listen sure, to, yeah. to have a listen. radio to it's, listen to yes. this channel. Yeah. Like you didn't see what we fucking have now, man. Yeah, yeah. no. Because they still had, you know, they had billboards. Obviously, they had, you know, big sure. yeah, they on had, the sides they of had, buildings. Yeah, they had like ads, Giant like past uh, ribbon sign on like the brick. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, like right next to their building. There's, there's a uh, God. No, there's a there's an old building around here. Uh, I think it's like. Will it, uh, um, will it like some sort of hardware? Uh, but yeah. it, it says it's across like the, the crown molding of the outside. Uh, it yeah. says it's is emblazoned. Will it work? It will if it's a will it. Um, that's fucking awesome. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna go buy to make one the right most now. of what you got. Yeah, no, man, send me a. <laughs> Send me one of those little claw fucking, you know, planner things and uh, I'll be good. But yeah, like but I, he, get, he, I get what uh, he was saying for that time. Yeah. Yeah. But, he, you know, again, he's playing it straight and naive. Like, he doesn't understand, like, because we live oh, in yeah. the future. I mean, he can't. What he it's going to turn into. Yeah. <laughs> you know. It, I don't I don't think he had, he probably didn't have any way of extrapolating that data. Um could? Seeing how it could go wrong at that not, point. At yeah, 1928. Not, not, yeah, there, we're not talking spreadsheets. We're talking like the the ledger from the Untouchables. You know even what I mean? even like movies at that point were still like a relatively new thing. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh-huh. like the idea of like mass media of like I turn on my computer and it's literally just bombardment of ads is such a foreign concept to yeah, someone he, he from that time. It, he would he be horrified. He would not like that. No. Like honest to God, you know. Yeah. And, and he is all about like some epic shit. Like yeah. in terms of trying to convince you to need something, I, we'll get into it. <clears throat> now he does allow that. You know, quote: the instruments by which public opinion is organized and focused may be misused. So yeah. he he knew mm-hmm. like because he's seen it before. You know, like in, to a lesser yeah. degree, like not like we have now. But uh, such organization and focusing are necessary to orderly life. Like we need to still have this mechanism in order for other shit. It's 
it's like he seems like he's championing the structure, but he also seems like it's sprung up on its own and he's just kind of chronicling it at the same time. He seems to believe that and he uh, understands it. Like he, yeah. he definitely knows what the fuck he's talking about. Yeah. You know, like he seems to believe that, you know, all the bullshit, like you can debunk that immediately. And then everybody will listen to you and abandon like these snake oil salesmen. Well, yeah. yeah, it's like you did with that hotel. You just hire the yeah. leader back and it's just yeah. defuse the bomb. Done. Yeah, it's you such know? an it's innocent a sweet move. Yeah, it's like such an it's, innocent. I'm envious. Like that's such an innocent way to look at it because back then yeah. again, when it's almost slapstick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everything was so, just like, a, yeah, yeah, keep going. Keep going. An important thing to remember is that like radio is still pretty new, like I said before, but like television had literally in the year of propaganda's publication broadcast the first transatlantic television signal between London and New York. So his mind was blown. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Real time, instantaneous. And then you could just set up a camera and a fucking, you know, receiver on the other end. And I think they managed to do that without satellites. I, you know, Dude. it's just who knows, man. Yeah. Like they laid a cable. They laid yeah. a fucking cable, probably. <laughs> I don't know. Like it's bonkers shit. Well, yeah. so well, why the wire? Well, you remember there was a wireless uh, thing on the Titanic. So like there, yeah, one, they could have had relays. Or yeah, something like the wireless yeah. technology existed back then, like sure, where you sure, could sure. send like you know Morse code or whatever. Yeah, yeah. He, he doesn't bring up Titanic in this book at all. Um, <laughs> <laughs> wonder why. Uh, anyway. <laughs> Bernays goes on uh, from this point for a bit, talking about how like ideas were limited to village communities from the time of say, like say, like the Constitution. All right, okay. yeah. Those limitations were dissolving, like as broadcast media began to bloom. Like ideas could travel to several regions simultaneously. Mm-hmm. You know, villages were no longer merely geographical concepts. People from multiple regions could share an idea and thus become something like an ideological diasporic village. Yeah. Qu- quote: It is extremely difficult to realize how many kind of like our Discord. Well, no, hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. Or again, like queen fans, yeah. you know what I mean? Like it's it just, this was happening now. And suddenly just all kinds of people were into the same shit, even if they didn't like each other, you know, it's just yeah, weird. This is a new thing for marketing, <laughs> you know? Oh yeah. Uh, so quote, it is extremely difficult to realize how many and diverse are these cleavages in our society. They may be social, political, economic, racial, religious, or ethical with hundreds of subdivisions of each. Reddit would blow fucking Bernays' mind. It would just like <laughs> <laughs> he's not wrong. Like no, <laughs> no, it's true. Yeah, yeah. I like weird shit, dude. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I got stuff that I you like, you would never guess. You know what I mean? And the same with anybody. This everybody's got you know guilty pleasures, whatever. Who gives a fuck? Whatever yeah. makes you happy. Yeah, you know, like that, that's it. And it crosses all those boundaries, all those lines of like things that would divide us. It's like no, we'll all have these common interests. Doesn't matter about right. what. Like he's one hundred percent correct. I am constantly surprised at who's into BTS. Constantly. Like on the regular. Like every day somebody's like, no, nah, that's that's not a bad jam. And I'm like, I've never heard a single song of theirs, but it's crazy who's into them. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. They're like ubiquitous and massive and it's fine. You know, I don't care. Whatever, fucking like them. Here's um, a counterpoint though. Like, I like Rick and Morty, or at least the first couple seasons. Yeah. I'm not really not really a big fan of like the stereotypical Rick and Morty fan. No. Anyways, that's yeah. just well, what I'm saying. Same. I, I like Tool, but I'm not a big fan of their fans. Same. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's totally yes. the same. Yeah. I've been you know, turned off. Well, I've been turned off by so many bands just by their fans. Honestly. Yeah. I just oh, make I sure if I like the music and then it turns out the fans are dicks, I just don't go to the shows. Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't have to, like, I don't interact with Tool fans. I love Tool. 
and yeah. there's other projects, but like I don't need to. I don't give a fuck about the front. And like, I and it's like I ain't trying to force them on you either. Exactly. I ain't that guy's gonna be like, yeah. no man, the song gets really good about seven and a half minutes in. You know, like I'm not. No, we already the Pink Floyd existed for that. If you're yeah. already into that shit, you're probably like these big sprawling shits here. Yeah, I treat it as equal. Like I, I listen to Tool the same way I listen to Sigur Rose or anything that's like giant atmospheric. I don't fucking. I'm not sitting there like scribing the lyrics as I'm listening to it into my yeah. arm. You know what I mean? Like it's just. <laughs> Anyway, quote, it is extremely difficult to realize I said that. Quote, yet it must be remembered that these thousands of groups interlace. Uh, he gives the example, John Jones, besides being a Rotarian, is a member of a church, of a fraternal order, of a political party, of a charitable organization, of a professional association, of a local chamber of commerce, of a league for or against prohibition, of a society for or against lowering the tariff, and of a golf club fuck he's right the, oh my god the opinions well the opinions which he receives as a rotarian he will tend to disseminate in the other groups in which he may have influence hmm. so like in modern terms you know it could be like any of us in our diverse interests being informed through a preferred not, not modern terms just you know layman's terms idiots terms yeah well no i mean yeah it's just we we have diverse interests you yeah, know what I mean? Like, we yeah, take it to our yeah. preferred forums, and then we take what we learn and we disseminate it in other forums. And then yeah. someone yeah. shares a cool video in our Discord, and then there's like a non-zero chance I'm going to send it to my brother. It's just <laughs> he's right. What's yeah, up? like he's a hundred. He's totally right. He's, Whether you realize it or not, you're going to well, share. And that's the thing. Like, e- even if you don't like this guy, like at the end of the day. There's a lot of useful fucking information to mine from this book because this stuff is being used and you should at least understand the mechanism. Also, it's an easy read. I literally read it over the weekend. I mean, you can get it from archive.org. I'll put the link in the fucking show notes. It's um, it's like a, it looks like it's 180 pages, but you're really only scrolling through like 79, you know, scanned pages. And the, the, the font is huge, you know, like with like modern font and kerning, this book would be like a pamphlet. Um <laughs> But it's dense as shit, and he's like not—he doesn't waste a lot of time. And some of his like little flights are really kind of entertaining. Like it's good writing, like yeah. if nothing else. Yeah. Um, so, quote: "This invisible intertwining structure of groupings and associations is the mechanism by which democracy has organized its group mind and simplified its mass thinking. To deplore the existence of such a mechanism is to ask for a society such as never was and never will be. Hmm. To admit that it exists." But expect that it shall not be used, uh, uh, that, that it shall not be used is unreasonable. So, like, yo, guns on the table. It, who's, what are you going to do? Yeah. What are you going to do? Like, yeah. it's, it's, such, uh, it's, it's like such strong Leviathan shit, but it's like, yeah. it's, it's still like <laughs> democracy is going to disseminate from person to person, kind of like whether you like it or not, basically, just right. because of the virtue of we're going to share information whether you realize it or not. Yeah. Like so, I, I respect his idea that we're all interlinked, whether we like it or not, and we are because yeah. we all fucking yeah. have to live here. And right. to, I, I get it. Like I get what he's saying. Get what he's saying. He's such an innocent little boy. Oh, <laughs> he's so pure. He, he has this real cute bit right before the end of this chapter where he, he's like a he's quoting an anecdote from uh, Emil Ludwig about Napoleon, where he said, <laughs> "Quote: do you, do you know what amazes me more than all else? The impotence of force to organize anything." Hmm. Oh, it, and then you know basically to sum up he was saying it's easier to hurt cats <laughs> yeah. yeah 
you can lead a water a horse to, you know the river but you can't make him drink kind of shit exactly you know? like, yeah he, he closes the the chapter with like his thesis basically he's just like it is the purpose of this book to explain the structure of the mechanism which controls the public mind and to tell how it is manipulated by the special pleader who seeks to create public acceptance for a particular idea or commodity it will attempt at the same time to find the due place in the modern democratic scheme next page for this new propaganda and to suggest it's gradually evolving code of ethics and practice. Oh, sweet boy. So like, where, where do you think he's like coming from with this, right? Like what we know about marketing and advertising and press releases today, like what, what impression does this like give you? I don't you know, know because I mean? like, I'm thinking, I just remembered you said he helped overthrow a government, right? Yep. Yeah. He, he worked with the United Fruit Company in Guatemala. He democratically yeah, elected but, government, I imagine. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So like, well, that's more CIA, but like he definitely was involved in their campaign to whatever, just, disseminate. Like, what a baffling dude. Because yeah, like it definitely makes out. me think of think about what they're trying to do with Venezuela nowadays. Well, you know, like the Patriot meant something a little different than dipshit showing up to the Capitol. With, like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was thinking that because I'm like, he clearly has like such an innocent view of democracy and how information yeah. is He really spread. wants the country to win. You know, like that's, yeah. if for better or worse, like at the end, like, and frequently and worse, when you talk time. about United Fruit Company. Yeah. You know, now, like I'm going to jump around a lot, like going forward here, because like this isn't a whole ass like review or criticism of this book. It's like more like a survey of its ideas with regards to like information control. Mm. Um, Like chapter two, uh, to his mind, like power transferred from kings to the people upon the rise of the steam engine, the printing press and public schools. Yeah. There it is. Yeah. No, you know, it's like the, the church lost all of its power when you were able to just buy a Bible because before you had to go to church to hear that shit. You yeah. know what I mean? Like you didn't mm-hmm. just have like some dog eared coffee stained copies sitting on the shelf that you read like maybe part of once and then just like leave there so people think you're holy. Yeah, seriously. When people yes. learned how to actually read, the church was like, yeah. <laughs> like, well, yeah. My note here was like, you know, it's kind of hard to keep a king around when you could take a train to school and read a book about how everybody poops. <laughs> you know, he was elected by God. Does the king right. still poop? Yeah. <laughs> we should cut his head off. Uh, so but Bernays uh, mentions here like that the word propaganda carries to many minds an unpleasant connotation. And uh, yeah, even then. Yeah. yeah. You know, 28. Um, and it gives four definitions put forth by a Funk and Wagnalls dictionary at the time. Uh, one, uh, uh, propaganda is a society of cardinals, the overseers of foreign missions. Also, the College of Propaganda at Rome, founded by Pope Urban VIII in 1627 for the education of missionary priests. Hmm. The term propaganda is like derivative of, you know, basically like uh, the old like Roman or Italian. It wasn't Italy yet, but like Latin. It, yeah yeah you propaganda like to propagate whatever idea a lot of american words yeah. are just very much taken from other countries from different times that we romanticized so that's right. why a yeah. lot and of then we like, changed the last three letters or something. yeah so a lot yeah. of english words are based on like latin which is sure. dumb as yeah. shit <laughs> right it is and it's kind of crazy that this word goes back to like 1627 right like it's fucking nuts uh, the second definition is, uh, hence, any institution or scheme for propagating a doctrine or system. So, you know, like a propaganda organization, propaganda release, like all of that. Yeah. Three, effort directed system, uh, systematically toward the gaining of public support for an opinion or a course of action. So, like, yeah. the, the meaning of, like, the act of influencing. And then, yeah. um, you know, four, the principles advanced by a propaganda. So, like, propaganda, propaganda, propagandizes propaganda. You know what I mean? Like, it's, yeah. it is what it is. 
Uh, anyway, Fordyce would like to restore it to its more innocuous meanings, um, as would the Scientific American. But Bernays admits that it took a hit uh, late in World War One. quote, when the term took on a decidedly sinister complexion. Oh, how? <laughs> really? I can't imagine. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The Lusitania wasn't a hoax. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Shit got fucking real weird for him right then, and he yeah. had to pay attention to it. He would rather not. It's clear that he would rather be like, no, this is useful. Come yeah, on, guys. Yeah. Don't do that. You know, like, but, <laughs> but then, like, you know, he's seeing ads in the paper about, like, want to serve your country? Go into the meat grinder. Right. Yep. Yeah. I knew, man, we romanticized World War II because World War I was nasty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, still, quote, propaganda in its proper meaning is a perfectly wholesome word. You know, cromulent, you might say. <laughs> <laughs> of honest patronage and with honorable history. Sweet baby now, boy. Uh, he then throws some shade. Quote, the fact that it should today... I love how they spelled it back then. It was like T-O dot or dash day. Yeah. <laughs> so I have to say it today. Bring it back. Yeah. yeah. The fact that it should today be carrying a sinister meaning merely shows how much of the child remains in the average adult. <laughs> He's not wrong. He's not wrong. I kind of I wish I could have met this guy. I kind of mean? Like, he was, yeah, he seriously. interesting, and like, he seems like he would be a great conversationalist. Yeah, uh, anyway, I mean, then absolutely. I would, like, berate him for overthrowing a Latin, oh, democratically elected uh, government. But. I Look, think, I think that I would be too hypnotized by his, by his, <laughs> by his, uh, his ver, right. uh, what was the word, verisimilitude or something? Yeah, <laughs> for so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, oh dude. But you know, like, like we, we we've been saying, like Bernays is a bit naive, you know. Though it's through no real fault of his own, you know. This way of thinking was very new, coming around in a time of multiple, multiple technological advances. Yes. Planes, trains, automobiles, like tons, of fucking everything that we take for granted was happening at the same time to these yeah. people. Yeah. Like horses were getting slaughtered, like on fucking roads because there were no signs or stop signs or road yeah. signs or anything. Yeah. Like, Yep. Shit was fucked up for a hot minute. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. I mean, cars were fucking like death traps, essentially. Totally. Yeah. No, you're going to just get flung out. If you didn't get like bisected by this weird steering wheel, yeah. you got fucking thrown yeah. from it. <laughs> yeah. So, But he's also showing that he's like susceptible like to the propaganda of thinking that, say, like the State Department is flat out a trustworthy authority with regards to press releases kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> the government is always right. You know, it's our government. Yeah. But there was still, there was that, this was like kind of that era, you know, it was still kind of like, there was a lot of trust in spite of the, like, yeah. we're not going to get into like the bonus army or anything, yeah, but like there's, the, uh, it wasn't fucking all great. Gilded you know? Age. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, but however, he, he does double down that he's like not trying to assign anything sinister or otherwise to propaganda. It's not about what is said uh, so much as uh, what it is, you know, it's like a state department statement of position. Yeah. Like, that's all it is to him. You know what I mean? It's a unit to be moved yeah, yeah. from here to there, you know? And, you know, and he, uh, quote, and this is this is for, you know, remember, 1928. Quote, modern propaganda is a consistent, enduring effort to create or shape events to influence the relations of the public to an enterprise idea or group. He's still right. Dead yeah. nuts. Yep. Like, 100%. Yep. Like, he, <laughs> this is good shit you know like yeah really, yeah and it was a really fun read i don't care i liked it um the, the whole second half of the book is just him giving examples in like different situations on how to employ this stuff and it's really not bad tactics um yeah anyway so i, I put a star next to this note um 
I like this bit where he talks some mad shit, not gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> this is awesome. I, I wait, let me make sure like if I have to turn a page on this one. Nope. Okay, here we go. Uh oh, this is great. This is this is in the book. Quote when a when an imperial wizard you know what that means. Sensing what is perhaps hunger for an ideal offers a picture of a nation all Nordic and nationalistic. The common man of the older American stock, feeling himself elbowed out of his rightful position and prosperity by the newer immigrant stocks, grasps the picture which fits in so neatly with his prejudices and makes it his own. Jesus Christ. Wow. Wow. Yeah, he, that... oh, 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 oh. he buys the sheet and pillowcase costume... <laughs> and bands with his fellows by the thousand into a huge group powerful enough to swing state elections and to throw a ponderous monkey wrench into a national convention. No way. No. (laughs) Wow. He was tapping into some weird group subconscious shit, man. Like that that is one of the more anomalous passages in the book because he's just like, fuck those guys. Yeah. (laughs) And he just like throws it in real quick. There's like, it's weird. Like some of the stuff he's saying, it's like, you have to do balance it against the context of the times, right? Like this guy isn't, he's not like Lovecraft. You know what I mean? No, like this is like the clan reverend. This guy is, <laughs> this guy seemed kind of decent. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, yeah, like he did some questionable well, shit. He's, call, jobs, he's calling out the Ku Klux Klan, right? Yeah. That's what that 100% is. Yes. Fucking hates him. He yeah. actually brings it yeah, up a couple times guys. in the book. Fuck yeah. those guys. So, so Bernays, you know, he was a lot of things, but one thing he was decidedly not was a Nazi sympathizer. He yeah. fucking didn't like the Klan. He turned down work in Germany because he was concerned about how Joseph Goebbels would apply it. Interestingly, mm. Goebbels was a huge fucking fan of Bernays' yeah. work despite <laughs> the fact that Bernays was Jewish. Wow. Yeah. This is this is where a lot of people like misattribute the fact that he's like, uh, oh yeah, but like, you know, Goebbels loved his stuff. Like, yeah, fucking Bernays hated him. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> He made the mistake of publishing a book. You can't help that. And it turned out to be a book that they used. You know what I mean? Like it was just, a good book because they just took makes everything. This makes yeah. me think of Paul Ryan. Uh, oh, I love Rage Against the Machine. Rage Against the Machine. Yeah, well, we fucking hate you. Right. Yeah, exactly. It, it's exactly uh, that because the Nazis like uh, took a lot of what they believe in from uh, from America. <laughs> oh, yeah. Turns 100%. Out, turns like they, 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 they idolized us yes, for the they trail did. of tears um, um, for yeah. all of the all of eugenics bullshit actually i'm we, sorry oh, to, yeah. i'm sorry to say that the their ideas on eugenics came from a very false uh book about like which basically invented eugenics published uh right. by a new jersey guy, dude that mm-hmm. I, that's the only reason i know that is because the fuckers from new jersey he was Local, yeah. right. he was studying like the uh, people who lived in the in the uh, pine barrens as like sub races mm-hmm. and that's literally right. where they nazis got their eugenics ideas from is from a fake book yeah from book yeah. like so Jesus obviously Christ. false people called it out at the time but it was stupid popular it was really popular that's yeah. like a proto turner diaries right there yeah yeah God, <laughs> jesus but yeah like, like I, a left I, behind I, book the fact that like bernice was like writing the shit like i'm like oh you just described almost 100 years ago yeah it's like yeah. you just described the capital right <laughs> like it's like yeah oh yeah dude you, you could pick this needle up and drop it on different grooves all the way to the modern day yeah like absolutely. For, because like i mean you know like i said this dude was born in what 1891 he yeah. died in 1995 what? wow so, Wait, what? Oh, shit. yeah oh Fleischmann died in 1980 this dude was around when i was like two years out of high school 
Yeah. What the like, fuck? It's bonkers. It's fucking bonkers. Time is weird, man. We forget. I mean, yeah. I guess that was a that was a good time, time for him to eat himself out of existence. I mean, out of the. He put in some world. fucking innings, man. Yeah. He, put in some... <laughs> he did tons of shit. Remember how I talked about how that like, like whole smoking thing, like yeah. back in the you know twenties, the, the 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 torches of freedom. Yeah. He brought it back for Virginia Slims in the nineties. <laughs> <laughs> Dude was just taking gigs at that point. You know wow. what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fuck. So, Bernays, he does attribute the rise in awareness of propaganda to its widespread use across all media to stir up patriotic opinion during World War One. Like, everybody yeah. was doing it. Yeah. Everybody was just yeah. like, hey, we're the best. You know, and, and, and yeah. also, he's also talking about the time when, you know, we were dealing with, uh, what's his face? Um, Gabriel Dodunzio being, a, you know, he was like <laughs> the father of propaganda in a lot of ways. Yes, he was he, an yes. Italian poet. The guy whipped people into fucking frenzies and then, you know, totally yep. like Mussolini stole you his mean fucking the dude who invented fascism? Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The dude who claimed to remove, uh, uh, the first person who claimed to have removed uh, ribs so he could blow himself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it was after the war that people, quote, should ask, them, ask themselves whether it was not possible to apply a similar technique to the problems of peace. Huh. Mm. <laughs> I mean, I mean. Why, why not? We try. Let's, I mean, let's like, let's, all right, we need to bomb this city. How do we translate that into selling this lemonade? <laughs> <laughs> it's like he's not wrong, but it's kind of like it goes back to the earlier thing he said about like people go to their interests. He right. He's such a sweet little boy. He doesn't realize that like as Americans, we love violence. And yep. that shit sells way better than, hey, we should have Pete like, you know, Green yeah, let's chill out. Yeah, no, we need yeah. constant pugilism. Well, his wife was covering all the boxing fights. His wife yeah, is so. Yeah, she's dope. I can shit. just see dope. her just Shout like, fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> I need. There has to be a movie about there it. Has like, to be. I need to. I'm doing a deep dive, like not even for the podcast, just for my own edification, because she sounds fucking awesome. Yeah, like, the, I just want to like, see the scene where she's great. just like pulling whiskey bottles and just drinking, like hang, like just being the only woman there and just watching these two meatheads just beat the living. Because remember, this isn't like in a ring if it was back then. This is like on a dirt floor surrounded by yeah. assholes. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, and like Daniel Day Lewis is there. You know, yeah, like yeah, it yeah. was it's like that era. You yeah, know? exactly. So, like, we're still like uh, what he calls the new propaganda. Uh, quote takes account not merely of the individual nor even of the mass mind alone, but also and especially of the anatomy of society with its interlocking group formations and loyalties. Fuck, man. It, see, it sees the individual not only as a cell in the social organism, but as a cell organized into a social unit. Touch a nerve say, on a sensitive spot, yeah, and that, you get an automatic response from a certain specific members of the organism. It's like he, it's like he yeah. took the future into account. Yeah. Uh, way Absolutely. fucking ahead of his time. Like, yeah. <laughs> way yeah <laughs> it's like like bjork you know yeah. what i mean like, <laughs> like this, this this shit was it's hitting different 100 years later yeah man. like yeah. yeah but it's like he almost like kind of figured okay this is it's like he tried to he really thought about this about things that are but timeless he was like, like hey like there's this fucked up thing happening but we really got to be careful with it yeah you know like that's what it feels like, like every time he, he makes a statement it's like he like, didn't think about just his own time he thought about elements of this that are totally timeless this is like better yeah. than this is like better than the leviathan because yeah. this makes mm -hmm. sense he knows mm. how this works how we communicate he's, with each other he's being deadpan about how he's talking about it too. Oh, he's man. being very like i said the writing in this is very clear and very it's pretty modern like yeah. there's a couple of weird well, turns an, of phrases and like weird things part. about it but like yeah it it's really 
surprising. He wanted us you to know? read this. Like, if he wrote it in, like, a non-stylized... Yes. Like, when I hear... when like, There's this one French yes. author who wrote, like, basically, like, the whole history of France in, like, four volumes. And then he turns around mm-hmm. and writes, like, witchcraft and Satanism in, like, medieval Europe. And it's an incredible <laughs> read. But he actively made the choice to write it in like more digestible language because he wanted people yes. to read it he didn't want it to be right. academic so i'm like you're telling me it's like this is very readable that was a conscious mm-hmm. choice on his part he wanted yeah, yes. people to read this absolutely this this is this reminds me it has that ease of read that like like um like like vonnegut had okay yeah all right where it's just like a it's a pleasure yeah it's not yeah. it's not breezy it, like, but it's at the same time, it's not like disappearing up its own asshole to over explain things either. Yes. Yeah. Like, there's some really cool bits where he gives like long examples of things where he, he gives you like a, a like a list of names of things. It's actually pretty funny. Mm. Like every time they kind of come up, I'm like, this is absurd. Do you know you're being absurd right now? You know, like, <laughs> I think he might. Because there's a way, it's like a page and a half of this fucking list. Just, he's like, this is just the A's. And I'm like, you're a dick, man. I fucking... <laughs> but like at the same time, this is not a funny book. You know yeah. what I mean? Like he's not, it's I'm laughing at the way it's coming across because we're in the future, yeah. you know, yeah. but like at the time of him reading it or writing this, he's very much trying to communicate this to not just academics. He wants someone on the street to see this, see that yeah. this is happening to you so that we can yeah. make it better because yeah. the only way like, you know, propaganda information, you know, infosec, any of this works is if you're fucking operating. Yeah. If you don't, have, was it? if you don't have awareness of the, the nature behind the messages that you are uh i don't again i this keeps coming back to like robert Wilson. i don't know if i don't know if he said it or he was quoting someone who said it but he said he said basically uh this phrase that like communication is only possible like um, amongst equals and what he means by that is that you have to have like similar you know amounts of knowledge on the shared subject you can't like Mm -hmm. it would it would be like me like suddenly showing up and then you know trying to explain um i don't know someone from I don't know, like, if someone could be from Antarctica, I would explain to them, like, the process of, uh, like, opening um, a can of beans by scraping it on a curb. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's it's just that bonkers. Like, they wouldn't know what the fuck I was talking about. But if, like, we were both talking about penguins, we'd have some shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that, that, that checks out. Yeah. So, like, he, he, uh, he makes the, ex- this is... I wanted to write all of these into this, but it would have been a fucking 10 hour episode. He makes the example of like how velvet manufacturers were on the verge of losing their markets since the fabric had fallen out of style. Right. Mm -hmm. So a velvet fashion service was formed to promote the fabric in Lyon, not Paris, but nearby Lyon, where there were a bunch of people who used silk, which kind of like is involved in, you know, velvet to a certain degree. So, and elsewhere, you know, beyond that to encourage manufacturers to use it in their gowns and hats. Right. So then it was arranged um, for like some duchess or countess to wear one or both. And then like, you know, be documented doing it. Yeah. (laughs) Of course. Of course. course. Okay. Um, Oh boy. Yeah. And then in America, they just put the gowns and hats on display to present them to the public. And then, Finally, like basically the magazines and fashion reporters in the papers put it in the infosphere. In the infosphere. Yeah. Um, that suggested its fashionability and velvet was fucking back, baby. That's like, it that's takes. it. Yeah. And, it's, and what they didn't do was put a giant broadside with a finger point at you directly in your face that says, you, buy velvet now, you fucker. Like, <laughs> <laughs> 
because you're going to resist that. You always yeah. resist that. No, it's the yeah. Anytime I ever movie. saw anything that was like, this is a must have, this is a must, I immediately fucking dismiss it. No, that's like when I get like Etsy ads because now I like going like I bought. I bought like Mark Bork, like the role playing game on eBay. Yeah. And, or not eBay. I bought it. Go, forgive me for my sins. I had to buy it on Amazon because the manufacturer hey. was out on the in the US. They were Swedish publisher. Sure. So I had to go on Amazon mm. to get it. And now. Must oh, needs, must needs. Yeah. So now I am punished for it by seeing constant advertisements of like, hey, do you want all the supplements? All the stuff from Mork Bork? Do you want right. all the other books that go with it? And like now I just right. see it where it's like, buy, consume. <laughs> So you want to put and this directly in your shopping cart? We'll say Google saves my shopping carts, by the way. Yeah, like, I well, didn't what, know yeah. That. if if what, someone what he had, would do. Well, for, oh, go ahead. oh uh, for me, like if someone's advertising something to me, I'm probably not going to fucking buy your product, like yeah, or at least corporate ad- advertising. You know what my middle name is? Skip hmm. ads, <laughs> ad blocker. <laughs> Fuck you. Because, like, well, here's the thing. Like, if we were say say we made uh like a like a like an RPG or something like that ourselves, mm-hmm. like from the ground up, right? Yeah. We could do the thing and make it and do the Kickstarter and like shove it out into your face, or we could spend like the first year of it in a forum somewhere, yeah. like engendering the idea and bringing people into it. And then when you release the product, you have answered the question and you have, you know, uh, sufficed the need, as it were. Well, it's you know, already like, been proven that giving something away for free at the start of anything like is just good market, is just a good way to well, yeah. sell something. It's kind of a guilt trip. Yeah. yeah, it's a little bit of a guilt trip, you know what I mean? Yeah. But like, guess, not, yeah. not a lot though. Like, it is a good tactic in that, yeah. you know, you're giving somebody an example. Here, look, check my shit out if you like it. Hey, there's more of it. Sure. It couldn't cost you some money because, you know, it's work. But but what, what he's talking about is pro- pro- producing the context that makes it cool instead of just saying, hey, it's cool. Yeah. he's yeah. It's, a re- it's a reach around. So, so, been, so it's, not I've been trying to not say that. Saying. Yes. Yes, I've been trying to not call it a reach around, but it's a reach around. Um, <laughs> yep. So the circumstances, uh, you know, in this case with the velvet, were wholly manufactured for this effect, and it fucking worked. Like suddenly people were just like, ah, give me that velvet. Right? <laughs> yeah. Conversely, he sees the new propaganda as a way for activism from the bottom up. So, quote, a desire for a specific reform, however widespread, cannot be translated into action until it is made articulate. So identify the problem. And until it has exerted sufficient pressure upon the proper lawmaking bodies, you know, to, to Bernays, propaganda could and should work both ways. Like the people should tell the producers, hey, this is what we need. And then like they address that issue instead of just making too much of something like cars. Yeah. And then like, you got to buy a new car every three years at least. Go fuck yourself. How would that um, even like translate to today's world? The idea that you're like, you're in communication. The idea that you're like. I guess what he's trying to propose like, is the idea that we're in, on demand. we're in communication with the companies that we buy from. And that, well, mm. it's not even that. It's just that like that there would be a mechanism in place where we could take a survey and it would be trusted. Yeah. Oh, at, so at, more of his sweet, all. innocent boy stuff. Yeah. Right. That's not a thing. Right. <laughs> well, like, and that, here's the fucked up part is that, you know, for all of this like weird information marketing and harvesting that these assholes do like if they had just asked we'd have given it to them yeah yeah probably like, yes. any, like way at the beginning if they had just said hey look uh, we want this to be like we want to customize this to your experience but like you know if facebook ever gave a shit um you know yeah. that's how they would have started with it but it's always been about how to rank hot girls so whatever yeah. you know oh, like, fuck. Yeah, he never he didn't think beyond that because he was too busy windsurfing. I guess I don't know. He gives a fuck. Yeah. So, quote: small groups of persons can and do make the rest of us think 
that they please, you know, like what they please about a given subject. But there are usually proponents and opponents for every propaganda, both of whom are equally eager to convince the majority. So, you know, it's that whole like the propaganda, hey, this, propaganda. This, this tariff is bad. And then the other people are just knee jerk automatically. No, oh, the tariff is good. You know, like it's always that. Yeah. It's always that. Especially yeah. like now more than ever, because it's just everybody wanting to be a fucking contrarian. You know, like yeah. these edge lord assholes who are just straight up like, well, you know, like what, you know, like what if, you know, the Nazis research on hypothermia was a good thing, you know? Like, no, that's a complicated issue and it requires a much longer conversation that your dumbass can't fucking get past like your last MMA, you know, paper. Uh, yeah. yeah. Anyhow, uh, chapter three. It's basically like, you know, so who's doing it? You know, who who are the propagandists? Oh boy. Bernays. Quote, if we set out to make a list of the men and women, ah, this is a great one. This is a long quote. Ah. <sighs> Quote, if we set out to make a list of the men and women who, because of their position in public life, might fairly be called the molders of public opinion, we could quickly arrive at an extensive list of persons mentioned in who's who. I mean, we're talking POTUS, the cabinet, senators and reps in Congress, quote, the governors of our 48 states. Wow. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is a minute ago. Uh, presidents <sighs> of chambers of commerce in our hundred largest cities, chairman of the boards of directors of the hundred largest companies, presidents of labor unions, presidents of national professional organizations, presidents of fraternal organizations, presidents of quote racial or language societies in our country. Uh, hundred leading newspapers and magazine editors, fifty most popular authors, presidents of the top fifty charitable organizations. 20 leading theater or cinema producers back when that was like that was a thing yeah yeah uh 100 recognized leaders of fashion most popular and influential clergymen in the 100 leading cities presidents of colleges and universities and their top faculty wall street goons athletes etc he's it's and here's the thing and it's not like they're all necessarily working in concert like the fucking illuminati no it's 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 his sense of like the fact that he thinks that these people would does he think they'd be responsible by being no they are no what he's saying is like that's who is doing it he's not saying they should he's saying okay this is this is he's 100 percent right yes yeah Yeah. oh absolutely if you are the head of anything you have this power (laughs) you have influence at least over an employee yes you know what i mean So, and it's, you know, like I said, but, you know, like walking into a clothing store, you're only getting to pick what's already been decided will be the season's options. Yeah. It's not like some. Yeah. Yeah. But then at the same time, it's not like some, you know, fucking cabinet member in the president's office was like, Crocs, make it happen. (laughs) They're not, it's not how they're connected. It doesn't, it doesn't work like that. No. But then again, you know, it's not all one-sided top-down programming, you know? No, I think he he may even mean like even in in an unintentional way of like somebody showed up wearing something and suddenly that, that is an influence, you know? Well, that, that was exactly what happened with the velvet. Exactly. Yeah. Hot duchess wears hot hat, hot gown. Someone snaps a daguerreotype of it. And they uh, fucking put that shit in the paper. Exactly. You know? Yeah. They do do an etching. Yeah, Um, yeah, exactly. A tin type. (laughs) We joke. So we're not even dunking on them. Right. Yeah. Like, that's a joke, but that's what happened. Yeah, to what they had. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's adorable, if anything. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. It was so... I mean, you have to sit still. Like, that's why they had so many pictures of dead kids back then. Like, the kids would die and they wouldn't have a picture oh, of them. God. So then they would yeah. just, like, prop them up in a fucking chair. It's terrifying. <laughs> it's, it's like, every one of these kids looks like Annabelle. It's fucking yeah. terrifying. Like, I'm just, 
That's why nobody smiles in old pictures, too, because, you know, you, you can't hold a smile for, like, a fucking hour. Yeah. No, no, you just relax, but not. You know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but then again, you know, like Man. I said, it's not, it's oh, not we... all one-sided, like, top-down programming, yeah. right? Like, quote, the new profession of public, public relations has grown up because of the increasing complexity of modern life and the consequent necessity for making the actions of one part of the public understand understandable to other sectors of the public. It is due to, to the increasing dependence of organized power of all sorts upon public opinion. So it's the job of the public relations council to not only promote some idea or product, but also note like how that idea or product is received by the public. It's a, it's not marketing. You know what I'm saying? It's it sounds like, more like being a lawyer, essentially. It, it's very close. Yeah. And they they yeah. do deal with lawyers a lot, but they're not. You, you know what I mean? Articulate yeah. your like, what does he mean? Almost, what does he mean exactly? They're almost like a medium. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like in, in a very, very practical way where they're yeah. like, all right, what's the vibe you're trying to give out? Well, let me let me float this over. It's kind of like how like McDonald's would put like a really cool sandwich in like one, like Columbus, mm-hmm. Ohio, right? But they only have it there. And then they just it's a test market. They want to see how that fucking works out. Yeah. Like a PR person, like a public relations council would be someone who would probably organize something like that as an exploratory thing before they went full out with like the messaging on whatever. That so it's like, I came to like their old timey like place and be like, I would like to propose not putting radium in the wine. And they right. would be like, okay, we'll do a mock study. Like we'll put it out. We'll Let's do see some what happens and yeah. see if not being irradiated from wine is popular. I'm like, all right, cool. And then Mary Curie's like, dude. <laughs> um, so like there, there's a, and here's the other thing he notes too. He's like, there's a chance that like the, the PR council's work ends in the initial info gathering phase. <laughs> like maybe there's no, maybe there's no need for that widget. <laughs> well, there's a wrap, you know, like we out. <laughs> send the check here. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> but then, you know, to, here we go. And then there's this idealism that kind of endears me to him a little bit, you know, like kind of like a little kid talking about Santa. Uh, quote, he should be candid in his dealings. It must be repeated that his business is not to fool or hoodwink the public. Oh. If he oh. if he were oh yeah, if he were to get such a reputation, his usefulness would be at an end. <laughs> when he is sending out propaganda material, it is clearly labeled as to source. The editor knows from whom it comes and what its purpose is and accepts or rejects it on its merits There's as news. So much goodwill and trust. Going on yeah. in his world, even at the time, you can't even say that's like, where I said, "Ah, oh, buddy." Can't I was like, even oh, "Say buddy. at the time, everyone was working off like the honor no. and dignity system because people were bastards no matter what era you were in." Yeah. So it's like, oh, absolutely, he's just a sheltered he... sweetheart. <laughs> yeah. Well, but he wasn't. That's the fucked up part. Like this dude was involved in so much shit. It doesn't mean so could. many marketing campaigns, but he still acted like it's a newsreel with that like transatlantic, you know, yeah, like he has yeah. this ideal accent and stuff. Yeah. Like in today's news, our patriots work their way through the fucking meat grinder of uh, the Verdun, you know, like whatever. Like, it, it just, it's that we're being straight shooters with you. If you have yeah. to tell me you're being a straight shooter with me. I don't know how to break this to you. Yeah. But I, I've become suspicious. <laughs> he's like, he's working off a system that barely existed during his own time. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah. it's way too optimistic. Of course, this got taken advantage of. But oh. it's so optimistic. We, we live in the future. Yeah. <laughs> like, yep. My God. I, I, t- tell me again about DLC and horse armor. Uh, you know, like. <laughs> 
tell me about so, that. So like, don't bring it. Yeah, no. The sandbox. What? what? Oh yeah, right, 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 right. Oh, yeah. So chapter four, right? Bernays starts talking about the psychology. It's the psychology of public relations. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it get, this book gets crunchier as you go too. Like in terms of like, I have to put this down and go outside and have a cigarette. I just read a paragraph <laughs> that melted my face. Um, <laughs> The gist is that PR is now considered scientific, whereas like before it was basically just kind of throwing shit at the wall and seeing what stuck, you know, like maybe yeah. a broadside with a big finger pointed at you saying, you, you fucking yeah. dickhead, you eat this <laughs> grain and you'll you get this cereal and stop masturbating. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> I was just about to say that. <laughs> yeah, keep, and, and you know what? Not even for that reason. Keep boycotting Kellogg. Fuck him. Yeah, fuck him. Um, <laughs> Quote, it is now scientific in the sense that it seeks to base its opinion or operations on definite knowledge drawn from direct observation of the group mind and upon the application of principles which have been demonstrated to be consistent and relatively constant. So, you know, he's, he's basically asking for a poll. Yeah. You yeah. Know, how would that even, to a certain degree. How would that even yeah. like, well, I guess they would have like literally old timey paper surveys that you would do to figure that out. Like, yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. I was like, how would you do even. You, do you, do you like uh, polio? Yes, no. <laughs> you know? I so, but, but however, however, quote, scientific accuracy of results is not to be expected because many of the elements of the situation must always be beyond his control. God. He may know yeah. with a fair degree of certainty that under favorable circumstances, an international flight will produce a spirit of goodwill, making possible even the consummation of political programs. But he cannot be sure that some unexpected event will not overshadow this fight in the public <laughs> interest, or that some other aviator may not do something more spectacular the day before. Yeah. yeah. Uh, hmm. So it is still, to a certain degree, throwing shit against the wall and seeing what sticks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He just used more words. So to at, least, at least he recognizes that. Right. Yeah. Right. Like, he, you know, yeah. like this guy was. Man, for the time, way ahead. Yeah. Yes. For now, we're literally only seeing like little holes in you know stuff here just because shit changed. It's not because yeah. he was wrong. You know what yeah. I mean? It's just like the circumstances changed. Well, it's become all encompassing. Yeah. That's the thing. I mean, again, he went out in '95. Like we were just starting to get into cordless phones, yeah, pagers. You know what I mean? Like shit was real, real basic then, and I'm not sure his 98 year old ass had a pager. I'm not sure yeah, he was gonna go to like. Meet somebody with a nickel bag in the fucking parking lot of Value Mart. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you never know, maybe. Hey, maybe. Fuck, I don't know. He's done some cool shit. Anyway. Like 1890 something. Like, yeah, why not? Let him. Yeah. Right. So, quote, propaganda, like economics and sociology, can never be an exact science for the reason that its subject matter, like theirs, deals with fucking human beings. You know, like, yeah. We're chaos engines that walk around, you know, no matter how fucking lockstep we try to get there's still some weird little fucking thing we need like to gotta scratch my nuts or something mm-hmm. you know like it you don't know like we're not no one's perfect we're all just figuring this out together it's fucking crazy and he that's how he saw this is it like i think on an ex- existential sense and i'd probably have to read find and read more of the stuff but i really think he kind of had that we're all breathing the same air kind of mentality about this yeah. which i kind of appreciate in his writing you know mm-hmm. and um anyway quote this is Man, if you can influence the leaders either with or without their conscious cooperation, you automatically influence the group which they sway. Ooh, but men, yep. what? That's it. I mean, Ooh, that's what's was happening. 
uh, cut. You are we good? <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah, like. that's the episode. Thank you for listening. No, I. This, this is that instance where um, someone like name name like a, a a musician that's like fairly popular that you still like. You know what I mean? And then they suddenly appear on like some uh, you know sponsored content. You know, like this the sponsored bit for like you know like it, it's all Pepsi. All right, their whole yeah. thing is Pepsi. Yeah. The, the content's good, but because it's Pepsi, you're gonna it's gonna be in your head now. You know, yeah. and yeah. now you're thinking about it, and now like it's some weeks later, and you don't drink pop all the time, but now you're like, you know what I haven't had in a while, and then that's how it gets. Yeah. You know, and it's yeah. because it's it's because you're a fucking fan of that person, and they put that thing in front of you, and that's what's you know that kind of thing is just that's how they worm their way in. Sinister, but that's how it works, that's, and I wish yeah. they did it for more diverse things. Well, that's just yeah. that's just like the example he gave just made me think of two of like. Who do our like elected leaders listen to? You know what do they right. what do they digest, and how does that influence the rest of us? Because you know he's right; it does, whether we realize it or not. Like, right? I'm they, just thinking of uh, Max Headroom and how they kind of bastardized his image in the yeah. '80s. Yeah, yeah. He was doing commercials and all kinds of shit. Yeah. And then, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm thinking Selling about fucking Bush. Coke, the most mega corporate soda there uh, is. I'm just thinking about like Ronald Reagan and his astrologers. Oh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> It, it, it's the, well so but but like to, to go on with Steve that quote Jobs too, and his uh his all herbal remedy for cancer <laughs> oh worked yeah. out great as yeah. we can all see worked yep. out great um, <laughs> well i don't know in a way you know we're getting right to fucking repair <laughs> <laughs> not wrong there's a, there's a there's a new chipset that's pretty sweet you yeah, know yeah. like i don't know but yeah, he makes it. Uh, he, he's right, though. Like we don't the things that we don't know what our leader elected leaders listen to or digest, right. and that does. No, no, like, like, we, we, know, we, we get, know what Paul we get that, we, listens to. <laughs> we, we get fucking Obama's playlist every year. You know, yeah. these are the books I read, and they're all like these weird bestsellers and shit for the most part. Yeah. And then, like, one or two really celebrity it, it kind Twitter of accounts. Me. Celebrity Twitter accounts aren't even run by the celebrities. No, most of them. No, I, just yeah. think about, I only interact with the ones that are. I just think about <laughs> Trump with like Mein Kampf next to his bed. You know, like it's, it's that yeah. shit. Like I'm like, well, at least yeah. he said it. But, I don't know. I think the I think the lead singer from Eve Six is killing it on Twitter. He might be the best thing about it. <laughs> I don't even. I can't even name an Eve Six song. And I'm just absolutely like this guy gets it. He's fucking so good at this. Yeah. It's funny as shit. Uh, anyway, so to continue, uh, all right. So like you know, if you can influence the leaders, right? You get the group. Yep. But men do not need to be actually gathered together in a public meeting or a street riot to be subject to the influences of mass psychology. Because yep. man is by nature gregarious, he feels himself to be a member of a herd, even when he is alone in his room with the curtains drawn. Oh no. His mind retains the patterns which have been stamped on it by the group influences. QAnon. Yeah. His, ma- his mind retains the patterns. Oh, boy. <laughs> what the yeah. fuck? Yeah. Yeah, let that I wash mean, like, through your brain for a moment. Because it's, he's so fucking right. Which is unfortunate. No, but it it's like, Yeah. It and sucks, the, but the, I cannot the, wait we, to get back to playing a video game. You know yeah, what I mean? Like the it's fact a, that that kind of isolation, uh, like that immediate isolation, um, mm-hmm. where you are, where the only relationship is between you and a voice talking out of a box. Yeah, that's that is scary. Because imagine um, context. It's parasocial. It's like yeah. us and the audience, or vice yeah. versa. You know? Yeah. Well, imagine context. We're trying to time. do the most we can to be fucking transparent. Yeah. But, oh yeah. Like that's absolutely. the thing. 
but we're still using fake names. Eh, whatever. Yeah, yeah well, that's, um, that's on brand. That's, you know, yeah. you, oh, yeah. you can find us if it's you're going to It's our special names, okay? We all yes, have it's our special names. But yeah, it's oh, the same shit of like, imagine... Pick your own fucking names. It's like that Saul Williams line, let my children name themselves. Fuck exactly. Them. It's the same, it's like... God, it's it, it's QAnon shit, obviously, but I'm like thinking about yeah, like yeah. during his time of like what was the equivalent is just some lone sad fucker listening to his radio, listening about like that one weird preacher who's like you know thinks black people are Maybe. lizards. Like, yeah. it's that. I, oh no, there there were also like people who were listening to like fucking like I think one of the first radio stations was a lighthouse, and it basically played music so that like when fucking um, like the first DJ literally played it from a lighthouse, and it was if you got in range of the music, you were like, oh. <laughs> I want that movie. Like, it's time, time to turn. It's at the beginning of this Mark. great, great book called Last Night a DJ Saved My Life. It's it's really good. It's really fucking good. They have these photographs job. of Northern Soul parties, which were like, like they were playing uh, like B-sides to soul records from America. <laughs> from the and like, yeah, but like in the fucking wilds of like Northern England. And so you see these fucking shots of these kids wearing baggy pants and tight fucking tank tops yanked out of their brain on speed dancing to fucking James Brown B-sides. It's amazing. <laughs> it looks exactly like a fucking rave and it was like in the fucking 60s. Incredible. Exactly. It's indistinguishable. Uh, anyway, but anyway, so Bernays talking about this, okay? He gives the example of like a dude sitting in an office pondering stocks. Mm-hmm. Stocks. Uh, he thinks that he's about, you know, he thinks that he's about to decide on like how to jump based on his own judgment. Okay. Yeah. However, that judgment is peppered with the imprint of outside influences that have stuck in his subconscious, right? So he, he buys he buys railroad stock. And the reasons for this are because of headlines in the paper, because he remembers a good meal he had on one of these particular trains, because he likes the labor policy of the company and his policy of honesty, and because another prominent businessman owns stock in said company. Well, you know, people usually take the shortcut. Yeah. Well, it's, we all do this. We take the shortcut of following yeah. the leader's tendencies. You know, it works for cars, vacation destinations, stock purchases or sales, why movie reviews, music, PR TV, etc. Yeah. This is why, yeah. This is why yeah. companies have PR teams to like sell you their public image of who they yeah, are. There's, there's certain, but there's certain reviewers of media that I go to. Like I like Red Letter Media because I, I kind of you know sure. I usually if I don't always agree with them, I at least see where they're coming down from and I can I can understand it. You know yeah. what I mean? And we're aligned a lot on like what cinema should do, (laughs) you know, like how it should affect you. And also that you should have guilty pleasures that don't have to be good. You know what I mean? Like, I, I appreciate that, but I mean, they're not the only one. Sometimes I'm going to see a movie, no matter what anybody says, and I'm going to avoid every fucking like trailer review before I can see it if possible. Yeah. You know, I did that with like hereditary. I I saw one trailer for it. I was like, fuck that. Wow. We got to go. You know, like it was, (laughs) I'll, I'll allow because you know, the modern trend of fucking, movie trailers is like tell the entire movie you know yeah, so it's yeah, like i'm yeah. terrified of watching the trailer now <laughs> but like you know like i said like usually you know people do that shit they, they just they, they like it and i like a lot of what they like so I'm, i'll check it out you know that kind of thing yeah now i mean that's how i got into arca there was like a dude from another podcast mentioned it at the beginning of their podcast and i was like let me see what that's about that sounds weird and it was it yeah. was yeah. i love it anyway um, hey, I didn't. No. I didn't even know about cyber. Well, like I found out about cyberpunk from a cracked.com article. Right. So, yeah, you never know where you're gonna like key in on what you key in on. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I was lucky enough to see Tron in the theater that fucked me up for all time. Yeah. You know, like you just you, you gotta. That's my baseline. You gotta at least be that good. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, so, but like without a leader, you know, people tend to fall back on cliches or like trigger words and stuff. Like to editorialize a bit, this works. 
you know, back then you'd call someone a Bolshevik to engineer disinterest, you know, yeah. not even hatred, just disinterest. Like, oh, man, it's that Bolshevik shit. <laughs> now you just call them a socialist, right? Yeah. Yep. The, the actual meanings of the words are eclipsed by like the conditioning we receive. You know yep. what I mean? It's, it's that constant fucking messaging repetition, repetition, repetition being used by yep. people who are not acting in good faith. Yep. Um, now, as an example, Bernays talks about how during World War One, quote, evacu evacuation hospitals, quote, came in for a considerable amount of criticism because of the summary way in which they handled their wounded. It was assumed by the public that a hospital gives prolonged and conscientious attention to its patients. Now, ostensibly, like these things were more triage focused, right? Yeah. Like it's World War One, man. Like motherfuckers are like, ah, you know, yeah. artillery's hitting. Yeah. Like, it was, uh, you know, it, they were setting bones. It was like amputations, quick bandaging, get the fuck out. Here's an aspirin, go. You know, like, yeah, yeah. We, we need the room, we need the bed, go. We, like, here, like, get on the cart, we'll fucking move you. You go in that pile, and we'll set you on fire. It was, like, it was it's impossible just, to, like, it was impossible yeah, yeah, to do what people thought they were, like, the kind of care you were expecting. And that still right. exists to this day, like, oh, yeah. that well, idea. Here's the thing, like, quote, when the name was changed to evacuation posts, the critical reaction vanished. No one expected more than an adequate emergency treatment from an institution so named. Interesting. The cliche hospital was indelibly associated in the public with a certain picture. <laughs> to persuade the public to discriminate between one type of hospital and another, to dissociate the cliche from the picture it evoked, would have been impossible. It just would have been impossible. So instead, a new cliche automatically conditioned the public emotion toward these hospitals. Hmm. That's, it's fucking... That's so simple and so smart. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah, and like, they, we, they do it to us all the time. Yeah, you know. Well, um, I mean, and, Department and of much... War turning into oh, oh, Department oh, oh, of oh, I got you. I got you. That's the best one. <laughs> That's the best one. Yeah, the Department of Peace turning into the Department of War. Yeah, uh, or War to into Peace. Right. Yeah. And you know, and it's pretty much been this way. Like that, we're sold shit we neither need nor want, or even sold shit we may want, except for like the name. Like, as when France decided that maybe invading Iraq wasn't a great idea, so a bunch of conservative snowflakes started calling fried potato shafts freedom fries. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, Wait, what did you call them for, before freedom fries? Uh, fried potato shafts. <laughs> That's what I thought. I, I, I spent time on that word. Um, <laughs> for real. I thought about that. I was like, hmm, what are they? You know, it's like, it's smart, yeah. <laughs> sticks doesn't work yeah. you know it's because uh, potato yeah. sticks exist they're in those like tins and shit and they're good but for like 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 two handfuls and then they would be like oh it's just anyway <laughs> <laughs> bernays did something not entirely unlike this by convincing doctors to suggest that bacon is actually essential to a complete breakfast <laughs> destroyed our just just destroyed all of us Yep. All right. So to Bernays, you know, it wasn't feasible to demand a person buy a product through direct appeal because that pits the salesperson against resistance, like I was saying before. Yeah. Right? This does, so instead, this makes, well, to quote, yeah, keep going, quote, instead of assaulting sales resistance by direct attack, he is interested in removing sales resistance. Hmm. He creates circumstances which will swing emotional currents so as to make for purchaser demand. So like, you want to sell a piano, right? He, yeah. This is another one of his great examples. According to Bernays, it takes more than saying, you buy a Mozart piano now. It is cheap. The best artists use it. It will last for years. Hmm. All these things may be true of other pianos, right? So the challenge yeah. becomes disambiguating this brand from others, as well as like competing commodities, such as like a radio or a motor car, right? Which all in the ballpark of the same price back then. Yeah. Um, 
So instead of making a demand of the potential customer, the modern you know propagandist works to change the context. Is a piano a sound purchase? Fuck no. no. But if they, unless you're a pianist, right? Like yeah. Just, eh. yeah. But if having a music room in your house becomes fashionable, what are you going to put the piano in? You know, like what? Yeah. You gotta, if you're gonna like, what if you have a music room? What are you going to put in it? Yeah. You're and that wasn't have a controller for a well, long time. You know, a hundred percent, right? Then I think you might add something to do with. Anyway. Under the old salesmanship, the manufacturer said to the prospective purchaser, please buy me a piano. Or, wow. You know, you know, yeah. or buy my piano, right? Yeah. The new salesmanship has reversed the process and caused the retrospective purchaser to say to the manufacturer, please sell me a piano. Huh. Interesting. And that's, you know, that's whenever we see something like, um, remember that like R-rated uh, 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 fucking Power Rangers video that went around? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like everybody was immediately like, make that. Yeah, for a lot of you know, remember that? Yeah, yeah. And it didn't happen, but like, uh, or yeah, even more recently, throwing, this, money, this, like, throwing money at the screen kind of shit, like shut up and take my money. Yeah, or even more recently, this this uh, the Jamie Costa like Robin Williams like bit that like leaked or whatever yep. that he he like put out. Yeah. People lost their shit over that. And, yeah, and not you know, I'm glad he took it down. I am 100 yeah. glad yes. he took it down. But I watched that and it fucked me up. Yeah. I was like, I make this movie with him, you know, like it, it was just yeah. a knee jerk. I didn't have a choice. And it was so creepy yeah. that I, I mean, I felt like he was back. It was fucked up. Like it was, a, I'm glad he took it down. Cause that's fucked up anyway. Um, so we're going to move on. We're, we're getting, we're getting close to the end. <laughs> Chapter five here, right? It's uh, basically business in the public is what mm-hmm. he's talking about. Generally like this is reiterating like his idea that the seller buyer relationship is closer than either realizes. But like with regards to business quote, the public relations activities of a business cannot be a protective coloring to hide its real aims. It is bad business as well as bad morals to feature exclusivity of a few <laughs> high-class items when the main stock is of medium grade or cheap for the general impression given is a false one. Um, a sound public relations policy will not attempt to stampede the public with exaggerated claims and false pretenses, but to interpret the individual business, individual businesses vividly and truly through every avenue that leads to public opinion. <laughs> just, he don't you want to just does just like yeah, you know, when, when those like little like 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 little kid punches on the chin, you know, like you don't hit them. You're just like, oh come on, kid. Yeah, you know, like, that's, when I was that's like, all we have now. Come on, yeah. come on buddy. Make this shit look better than it actually is. Yeah, it's a fucking hundred years. You know, yeah. no, hundred fucking years. Like this dude, like forever. Like since since people were real. selling things, we've been wanting to well, make that, our shit look better than it actually fucking is. Yeah, yep. Mad Men, Mad Men. Yes, you know which I didn't even watch, but it's exactly about it's that. Exactly. You know yep. what I mean? It's it's fucking bonkers, and it, you know, and it's kind of here where I like kind of want to wrap things up a little bit, right? Like on the idea that for a business to operate as a member of society, it needs to act in good faith. Bernays is hopeful, you know, in this chapter specifically that like biz, biz, big business is coming to the realization that in order for it to benefit society, it must use its communications, its propaganda as a way to more like directly meet with consumers who want or need their products in a way that is clear, honest, and easily understandable. Um, <laughs> but like the benef- beneficial mm. would be cool too. I take, you know, yeah, like, I take, I take problem with the benefit humanity part. Yeah. Yeah, because he's. Yeah, it should. It should, I, and maybe at one time it did. Except now we know capitalism, at no matter what era, was just really bad. Cr- but yeah. dude, it's lawn darts existed. Um, <laughs> right, that had marketing behind it too. How do you? How do we sell yeah. this extremely dangerous weapon as a game? 
Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Here, here. Like, let's poke a, a hole in your head game. That's what this yeah, is. Basically. Yeah, basically. Yeah. That. So, like, why, why did I even bring like propaganda up? This is a cyberpunk podcast, right? Yeah, I can. Well, I can I, well, you do give it. a few reasons. You know. Right? Yeah. Well, for, first of all, like you know, for the, on the surface, like it's the worst season of it, man. This is like Toyotathon Santa consume time. You know, like it's. Yeah. You know, you should like. Hopefully, there's like you see fucking ads. You just you could just go on TV. Oh my like god, my dad so does. Many, I hear so many fucking radio ads where they play you know a, a classic Christmas song in the background <laughs> to try uh, and, yep. to try and manipulate your nostalgia. Oh, and you made the first mistake I, by listening to radio. <laughs> yep. Yeah. 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 Because that ain't what it was. No. But like, anytime I hear like jingle bells, like the actual bell itself, yeah. I I clench up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> automatically a little bit. And, and the and, thing is, these all these commercials are like, uh, do you want to have a great holiday season? Do you want to feel fu- fulfilled and have the joy? <laughs> well, then. Get this credit card. Or, I love, well, that's every. Ad. I love the. That's literally somebody uh, had this. Uh, that's like, I don't know if a new Toyota. Yeah, that's yeah, that's literally every ad. It doesn't. I don't know if somebody had a. There was this tweet that I just saw where somebody's like, "Oh, yep, it's that time of year again when uh, someone significant other buys a car without telling them." Yep. Yeah, because that. <laughs> it's happens. like every ad. They always come home and there's like a bow around the car. I get murdered. Yep. I mean, like yeah. personally, I would absolutely get fucking murdered. Yeah. But like yeah, yeah. Th- this also, the other reason I brought this up is because it kind of leans into our next movie review, which is Network. Yeah. Like this, this stuff, like Network yeah, just buddy. always makes me think of this book. And uh, I walked three miles yesterday to go acquire it for $3 from the mighty CD seller in Falls Church. So, Hell yeah. Fucking, you know, it was a round trip three miles. I'm not trying to yeah. act all, yeah. you know, yeah. whatever. Um, but it's also like, a, you know, and because of that, it's like, a, it's, I just, I want you guys to like hold this idea in your mind, right? Like that propaganda is going on, that you're definitely on the receiving end of a lot of it. And there's still a way for you to find a way to use it. Yes. You know, you just have to avoid that trap of like, when they do it, it's propaganda. When we do it, it's education. <laughs> like that's a trap that we all have. Yeah. You, know? it's, it, yeah. It, you have to know how to, separate again you have to know when you're using your own propaganda you have to know, yeah you yeah. have to know when you're using your own shit but you also have to realize when you're not using your own brain <laughs> like, yeah. you need to be aware of shit and have like a concrete and that's the thing is like this doesn't work for everybody because what the fuck is real anymore like right. like i was going to say you, you know, need a that... concrete like you need to know what your facts are but again i'm like that's not true because the way all this shit is disseminated to us isn't like or everything's told to us as facts even when we, like it's bullshit. Yeah. It, it's really difficult. And I'm like, I feel bad for the, I, I do and do not feel bad for this man because he was clearly like, you know, had this really old timey idea of what patriotism is because he helped overthrow, overthrow a democratically elected government. Oh, and he hated Nazis. I'm yeah. sure he like, did. you know what's up? You know, like that's that, that gets you some points with me. You know, what well, I mean? I, and also, you know, he was Jewish. So yeah, he yes. had a reason to hate Nazis. But... And Goebbels loved him. Man, <laughs> that makes sense. You know how fucking smart you gotta be to have like a person who fundamentally fucking hates you goes, nah, this shit's awesome. You know what I mean? Incredible. Like that's that's saying a lot, you know. Yeah. But well, you know, all these yeah. fuckers, like nobody they weren't particularly popular. That's why they became Nazis. Yeah. Nobody yeah. liked Goebbels. Yeah. No. Like no. From what I... and, and, and you know, that, that's the other thing about this. Like, you know, given all this like kind of idealist, like yeah, naivete. like I can't call it naivete because, like, it at the time it wasn't. At the time, it was just how it worked. Naivete would be him coming up today saying this shit, being like, "See, look, man, um, fucking, uh, I don't know, 
Glaxosmith client is like being completely honest and straightforward about this fucking whatever drug that they're making. Yeah, you know? like, like it's that's like thinking like you know Bezos is totally not going to make like space serfdom when he gets to space. Yeah. You know, that's like no, this is going to benefit mean, humanity. I, it, what's really interesting because you know like Reagan got rid of the fairness doctrine. Then next thing you know, like this guy's still alive, and some years after. The Ferris Doctrine went away. He, he goes back and does like the Virginia Slim cigarette thing, you know, yeah, yeah. like and it's just like, mm, you know, like, I don't know if he got soft as a guy. Like, well, it, you know, Doris died of a stroke in 1980. Aww. So he yeah, he had a good like 15 years without her. And I don't know, man, grief can do things to people. But like, I think that this guy struck lightning when he wrote this book. Like absolutely. he absolutely this is one of the most important books I've ever read, like in terms of just this fucking structure of thinking about yeah. it like yeah, it really it really goes it. to show like how far back like, oh yeah modern went. quote unquote mo- modern problems go oh um, god wait i gotta there's this meme i have because it's like man people have been talking shit forever um and it was a it's from a oh god let me see if i can find it real quick it's it's this it's a diss track, basically, from, like, the fucking 1800s, you know? Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I think I might have posted this, uh, like, a little bit ago in the... Um, the comedy and pol- politics thread. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's, it's like, my mill makes, um, grinds uh, salt and rice. Your mill grinds rats and mice. You know? <laughs> like, it's just like... <laughs> yeah. It's so fucking... It's like, fuck you. You know, like, <laughs> we haven't evolved. Our brains have not changed in over a thousand years. Like, yeah. no, it, it's, no. It, this dude, he was dead. Well, and that's, that's what's important. That's, that's what you're like, you, we're bringing up now. You know, the game has changed. Yeah. And it's changed for the fucking worse. Like, nothing yeah. you see on TV or like here on the radio or on podcasts, ourselves included, or on social media that is representing a product or service coming to you completely altruistic. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I kind of want to make a fucking thing out of this. I mean, fucking. Like, Look at product placement in yeah. movies. Like, I mean, yeah. it's movies are already oftentimes like a romanticized view of what life is. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. you know, if you, yeah. someone uses a product in a movie that not 100%. even, not even like bringing it up in conversation, Dude. but if they use it yeah. and you identify with that character, then, you know, that's, that's the foot in the door. You know that's how, how much, they get in. Yeah. You, like in the game Stalker Anomaly, right? Like cigarettes cures yeah. radiation in that game because, of course, they do because it's you know Russian <laughs> cigarettes are dope apparently. And yeah. well, sure, you yeah. know how much I because I used to smoke and I regret quitting every fucking day. <laughs> it's hard. They don't tell you that part. And it's mm-hmm. like, do you know how much I want to smoke when my character just lights up? Like that's mm-hmm. what it does to you, though. It's like, well, I'm like yeah. oh, I want some lucky strikes because that was really hard to get in this game. I had to kill how oh, many yeah. dudes, and I definitely mm-hmm. felt that in the past. Yeah, like it, the shit when something's in a oh, game yeah. it, or something you're I consuming didn't... or looking at and doing, it does something to your brain. You yeah. said lucky strikes, right? Yeah, there's lucky strikes. So I got I got two things about that. One, that was my first favorite cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> they were smaller. They didn't have a filter. You just kept packing them with your thumb, and they tasted like grape nuts. I love them. The um, the second thing about it is, that's who hired Bernays to do the uh, torches of freedom. Now, nice. part of what was going on with uh, that, on top of it all, was that women weren't smoking. Like Lucky Strikes saw women as an untapped market sure. with Lucky Strikes, right? Because they had, like back in the day, a lot of people think that like it was because of the army, but no, they had a green package, you know, with the red circle. Like the yeah. circle didn't change; yeah. they just changed the packaging to white later. 
at the time, green wasn't a fashionable color. So they went and they did a whole fucking thing like I talked about with the velvet where they made green fashionable again. What? And then they threw they threw a ball where all the women were smoking Lucky Strikes in dresses that were like shades this comparable is, to the packs. This is fucking bellwether so shit. Is what this is. Isn't it fucking nuts, so, dude? Like, man, man. So fucking subliminal. Yeah. Man. That, this shit's... That's oh, what that's, it is. Like I said, that's how this you is, do subliminal messaging. You don't... This you is, like flash an image at someone and yeah. expect them to remember it. Um, oh. No, it you it's, just you you it's you, you put therapy. it in plain yeah you put it in plain sight yeah and then you just don't draw attention to yep. it. Yep, right. That's subliminal messaging. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. That's what. Like yeah. I mean. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean that, that's basically the gist. If you right if you make a note of it with your mind and then you forget about it, that's how it works. Well, that's that great thing in, in uh, uh, Red Letter Media where like uh, he's, he's doing the Plinkett voice, you know, yeah. and he, he's like, you might not have noticed it, but your brain did. And it's like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, that, you know, like me, me being into Arca is exactly like that. It took me like a yeah. year to really kind of be like, no, nah, this shit's great. You know, like <laughs> I liked it, but it kind of like just had to spend some time and be, the brain beats, you know, like it had to go. <sighs> so anyway, where are we at now? Right. Yeah. Because I like right, Ugh. right, right before, right before, like we recorded. Uh, did you see Google is being sued by two hundred newspapers over lost ad revenue and, <laughs> and circulations? So modern advertising is working out uh, great. Well, you know, yeah. it's what's up. You know, as more and more people are turning to digital avenues, like the old analog ways of propaganda are being subverted, like in real fucking time. Yeah, like, we're watching it happen. Yep. You know? mm-hmm. and, and and the thing thing is. How you feel about this will tell you something about the state of public relations. Well, ads suck. That's the thing is like, we all know it. Nobody wants to see ads on the internet. And the whole idea of like, the the only reason we have ads on the internet what, is- What's my middle name? What's my middle name? Skip huh? ads. That's right. Yes. <laughs> That's literally- right. all. The only reason ads are on the internet is because some assholes were like, we need to monetize the internet. Yep. Right. That's literally- And it. you know what? You gotta be able to pay for shit. Sure. But like- there should be like a clear re- way to do that. You know what I mean? Like in, in, put the money yes. where it needs to be. Let's stop it with, you know, just anything. Like I, I just make, I, I want, I am what's his face in the 40 year old virgin or whatever, where he's hmm. trying to buy boots. Um, kid from a uh, uh, maniac. Um, why can't I remember his name? Seth. Uh, um, no, uh, jo- shit. Jonah Hill. Yeah. I am Jonah Hill in the 40 year old version walking into an internet like storefront trying to buy a pair of boots that have goldfish in them. And I can't because I have to get them through the website, but I just want to exchange currency for a product. It's one of my favorite scenes in a movie, (laughs) just because it's just like, wow, (laughs) you just called, you just called a lot of shit there, man. That's, that's smart. (laughs) Like that's why can't I just have these? Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I feel like. And I, I would just rather like, you know, you not hijack my entire reading experience when I'm trying to read an article and just like right, yeah. put an entire ad in it. I'd like it if pop-ups didn't fucking like open new tabs to get yeah. over my pop-up blocker. Yep. Oh, when I yep. when I'm listening to a continuous album, a podcast. I don't want to stop every 15, you know, like two songs and then I got to watch a minute and 38 seconds of boner pill or yes. whatever videos. You know yeah. what I mean? Because I'm just like, uh, you just ruined the fucking flow. The song what? doesn't end. It transitions into the next song and you yeah. put this stupid fucking MetLife ad with the stupid emu in it and I fucking hate it. <laughs> I hate everything about it. 
<laughs> it's not funny. It's not even the cavemen. Yeah. Fuck you. Get off my screen. <laughs> and then it comes. <laughs> and then it comes back to the music that I like. You know and what I mean? Like it shouldn't be. It's well. I mean, ads are. That's rage inducing. Fuck yeah, that. it's. It'd be yeah. like if I went and Absolutely. watched a movie. If I went to a movie theater, it was like if you are paying for a streaming service that still throws ads at you. Why are you not like burning their office down? Yeah, you know what I mean. Like again, nobody what knows the fuck what are you to doing? do. What are we paying well, for? Again, again, nobody yeah. really knows. I don't think how to monetize the internet like that because that's no. why you splatter everything with ads. I we can't even say yeah. we don't do that. We put ads in the end of Neon Dystopia articles. We're not gonna yeah. add yeah. after we're done. Well, no, I mean, but like, we know them. We know, you know them. Like, yeah, like, that was the other thing. Is like it didn't. We're work. trying to promote people we like. No, like it didn't help I mean, either of us, but we try. Yeah. Right. Like, well, I mean, that's the other thing. You know, it's like you know, you we we're those naive assholes who are like following Bernays, like thinking that yeah. we could do this. Yeah. <laughs> In a way, without like putting fucking five second ads on YouTube. Yeah, we're no different about, than the fuckers like, you think, plastering ads on everything. Like we don't. Do you know think how it's to possible? It. Do you think it's possible that the fact that there is such an overabundance of ads, and since it's so exhausting that that actually wears down the mind so that a subliminal advertising oh, yeah. can sure. be Absolutely. implanted. Absolutely. I, I, I'm more interested in, say, if like Pepsi took a year off from advertising, if they would just disappear from it. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, would it happen? Probably not. Because yeah, I still not. see, like, I, I go to stores, I still see shit on shelves, man. Actually, I know where to get stuff. Yeah, you sparked an interesting idea in my head of, like, the idea of, like, could we even imagine a world without ads at this point? Oh, I don't God. know. I, I I mean, I, I can't even imagine Vermont without fucking, you know, it's uh, uh, billboards. Like, yeah. that's that's an uh, alien Yeah, like, to me. can yeah. we even picture a world that just did not have advertisements? Like, ads just... I don't know. I, dude, I lived in the wild, like, the way well, the fuck out of, in Indiana, and you couldn't. Exactly. There was well, it's, like, it's, like what, it's like what you were saying, is that, you know, I mean, propaganda can be used to a person's advantage, and, like, and yeah. for, with and be used in good faith. Like, I wouldn't yeah. hate advertising so much if, like, people weren't just trying to shill you bullshit, you yes. know? <laughs> they were, right. like, trying to win. I'm starting to see these ads on TV now for pet insurance, like medical insurance, and I'm just, yeah. that's, I mean, it's time to just get the, burn it the fuck down, man. I mean, mm-hmm. God. Because, like, really, like, people insurance sucks. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, yeah. like, you get, and, you get, like, no, every insurance commercial just fucking pisses me off because like oh you want to feel like i can't afford your shit so go fuck yourself and also like yeah because they're always like state farm state farm is the worst like fucking oh with uh surprising well to celebrate our surprisingly great rates we gave this song surprisingly great lyrics no you just fucked that song for me for my entire life so kill Uh, no sorry just yeah. It's like pharmaceutical yeah. ads, right? Which are like we're like America's the only country I think that really that like legally can do like advertisements for pills, basically. Yeah. Oh no, no, we're we're uh, we are the worst. Yeah. Like we like, we advertise no, directly absolutely. to children. Yeah. Let's not lie to ourselves. Everybody <laughs> that's all nostalgic about fucking 80s cartoons, like you understand that those were literally 22 to like 46 minute commercials for products, absolutely. right? Like yes. yeah. Cuz like Very rarely did you get anything that resembled like a good story. All the toys, man. Like, we all do. I'm looking at two Boba Fett action figures on my wall right now. Yep, I got my (laughs) I got my I got my T800s and my Xenomorphs. I got a I got a Gundam coffee mug over here that I don't use because I like it. You know, but like, 
it's you know we're we're in it. It's it's to com- yeah, well, exactly. And, and like, here's the thing: the, the reason why I wanted to put this like to do all this shit before we did network, and I'm really glad it kind of worked out this way, is because I I want you to like think about this shit if you watch the movie. Like, yeah. and, and please watch the movie before we do yes, this review. God, like, yes. you know, because it's you know, how is it cyberpunk? I don't fucking care. <laughs> ostensibly what this is is like an object lesson in like how manipulation works practically yes also it's and, a great fucking movie it's like well, the way you describe it i mean well good. like you say that uh that it's basically the formation of fox news and you can almost fox see this as news a prequel as, fox news as a microcosm is essentially big brother well yeah. or at least the propaganda machine modern news big like brother. it's, it's yeah, it's it's, it's, it's the two minutes a hate. It's, it's the two minutes hate, except that it's uh, extended for oh, ever. Yeah, well, we just talked like, about. It never oh, yeah, well, we Shadow, yeah. Shadow Link. Have you watched it yet? Not yet. Okay, good, good, because you don't know how right you are. Yeah. <laughs> and also a little wrong, but like yeah. in a way that you're gonna be like, oh, I didn't go far enough. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, but yeah, between this episode and oh, when we talk about network, it's going to be like that's a formation of like every, not just news, but like every corporation in America now. Not before we were like back in the day. I'm talking about now. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. This this ties into cyberpunk because we're literally describing the fucking dystopia that we're steeped yeah. that we're steeped in right now. Yeah. That we've been in for a hundred years or yeah, more. yeah, yeah. You, you know, gotta go like, back far to learn this shit. It isn't recent, yeah. like. And it's not oh, as well, though, it's not as though the world was dy- wasn't dystopic before. It was pretty bad. No. Don't romanticize the past. Yeah, yeah. it was not great. No, it was awful. Yeah. <laughs> like, Everything was bad. You, you, if you, yeah, like, I would not be forty six years old. I'm saying no, we would all like, just, we all would have died in some <laughs> either of some horrible disease, lynching, yeah, oh God, or World War One. I would have been fucking burned at the stake. <laughs> in nineteen twenty one, you would have been burned at the stake. <laughs> I'd have been blind on some fucking unregulated liquor. <laughs> Like it's, you find me like gutted in an alley next to Poe, being like, "No, we were close." <laughs> I would have probably done like if if we're going off of modern context, I would have gone after my father and joined the navy or the military, whatever old timey version of those, and died horribly in some trench yeah. or like. I probably would have been stabbed by Daniel Day Lewis and his mustache. <laughs> I mean, now I'm going back a bit further for that, but like you know, regardless, it would have been something because this was the era of like aircraft, like for, yep. like they're just starting with planes. Everything right? was down to technology. It would have been that asshole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. it was just like, oh, well, let me get on the wing. I just want to see the field from like above, fucking five foot ten. Dude, I, I just would have saw a tank, and I would have been like, "Get me in that." And then I might. They would like, you know, yeah. that one scene in Iron Man where you just twist all the way back. That's what would have happened to me uh, in that tank. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> where I'm like, yeah, I want to ride that, yeah. and then just like immediately get like my spine broken in several places. Because uh, everything it's in... <laughs> it still is. Uh, no, we all, we all would have died with like trench foot yeah, from stupid. some fucking yeah. weird disease and like you know this fluid that used to be rainwater, but now is like what's left of all your friends. World War One sucked, y'all. Yeah. Like, <laughs> if someone told me that lemons cured cancer back then, I might have actually fucking believed yes. it. I might have. I would have rubbed some of it. It would have been like rubbing tussin on your knee, kind of <laughs> shit. Like I'd be like, give me that lemon. <laughs> Like it's better than the alternative. Uh, What's the what was the cure for cancer back then? I don't know. Whiskey. 
Yeah. <laughs> no, what, what's that one? I love that one meme. It's like it looks like your humors are out of balance. Here, do some cocaine about it. You know. <laughs> Because I, I mean, had fun at I least. was Coca Cola, man. Yeah. Like, we're not even joking. Yeah, you know, like people who don't know, but like, yeah, no, everybody knows Coca Cola. Doctors treated a made-up condition known as hysteria yeah. Yeah. by sexually assaulting women. Essentially, yes. oh man, yeah. yes, yep. Ugh. It was bad. That that movie was interesting. Hmm. Um, there was a movie actually called Hysteria. It was extremely well done. I don't know how accurate it was, but I really, I. It was funny, like uh, for the most part, because like you know, it's it's the birth of the dildo, basically. Yeah, <laughs> there was some man. Look up some blueprints. Really, yeah, dude. Like, I, look, I have used some power tools in my day that weren't as intimidating. Straight <laughs> <laughs> up, man. As something that you like clamp to a table that has <laughs> an ungrounded motor in it that has jackhammer. Like, it, no. Nah, that does not no. seem comfortable at all. No, but I mean, a lot of it, it had it happened that way because of like the shame, you yeah. know, like there was this whole trampiness thing. I mean, there there's like so many stories from back then about like, you know, like women who had these hat pins that they used as like a fucking weapon. They had uh, the first women who wore like pants, like made the news, yeah. like made national fucking news. And she was awesome. And they should do a movie about her, too. But yeah. like, there's just so much fucked up Welcome shit. Welcome to like, the Victorian you know, come from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the old timey days, you'd have to stoke the, you have to stoke the the tank so that you'd get enough steam pressure to even move the thing. You know, like it's just. Oh man, I mean, so you could you could you could find us on the internet. You, um, <laughs> you could track us down. Oh, uh, send us a lot. Uh, send us a lot. <laughs> Oh my god. Oh god. Help oh me. my god. Uh, wow, I'm tired. Yeah, yes. I'm I'm the the madness We've been doing this for how many hours? Five? Yeah. Four? Four and a half, five hours? Oh, yeah, yeah, man. Oh man. I'm more of an ether guy myself, so yeah. <laughs> I prefer radium. <laughs> Just snort that shit up oh, right now. Because I want my eyes. I'm, like, I'm rubbing this like brown <laughs> cocaine on my gums while I'm drinking moonshine. <laughs> It's like it's like the old timey four loco, you know. Like, oh man, you'll find me hung like in the middle of the square the next day, and no one will know why. And it'll come out. I did it. I did it myself because I thought it'd be a good idea because I wanted to pull a branch down. But you know, hey, at least at least their food back then was at least somewhat real. Yes, but it was also full of full like of worms bugs. and parasites. True. Yeah. True. Yeah. All right. Urgent, so, though, would be a cool thing to eat. You could send us a Marconi gram to uh to yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh god the madness. Uh you could send us a wire at Twitter at Neo Dystopia. That contacts me. And we're at where else? Uh at low life L zero W L one F three T H E dot com or whatever. Oh Twitter. man, you could also com. you could send us a telegram with cash in it at patreon.com slash neon dystopia if you were so inclined. I'm terrible at updating the mm-hmm. Patreon, so if you want like updated episodes, you could please like look on Spotify. Fuck you, Spotify. You could find us yeah, on yeah. Stitcher, you could find us on Google Podcast. Uh we're on a few things. where else are we on? I always yeah. forget. Well, I mean if you're listening to us, you found us. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So and, fuck yeah, you rock. Thank you, um, thank you to all of our patrons as, uh, yes. uh, again, as always, because yes. you guys, you guys are helping us just go. 
So yeah, this yes. this would be a lot harder if we didn't have any sort of cash flow coming in. Yeah, yes. really. So absolutely. And we 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 appreciate you just for listening and telling people yeah, about absolutely. us. Like that shit's awesome. Yeah, please. And if you want to fucking hang out with us on a regular like day to day basis, except we're like recording shit like right now. Yeah, uh, join yeah. the join the video. Join the drum. fucking yeah, join the video drum on Discord. Like uh, please, we'll uh, yeah. post the invite here on the in the show notes along with a uh, link to the PDF from archive.org about propaganda, so that you might read it for yourself because um, it's great. Yeah, like, it's, yeah. it's, it's fucking, fucking incredible. <laughs> like, pretty impressive piece of fucking writing for the era and uh yeah. for even today yeah and uh yeah yeah watch network and uh you know old timey stuff Podcast. The Little Life Podcast.